Terror, horror, death, film at 11. podcast episode number 42 i am dave z i am here with the two coolest dudes i know the two best people on horrorphilia i love these fucking guys love them i'm mr. gonna i'm gonna mr watson's them. here <laughs> jason, <laughs> jason Listen, you here it's it's positive vibes because we did the awesome show with twenty two shots and had a blast and we love them guys and that's like our brother show and they're our fucking homies and everything else and last night I recorded with Kill the Cast I recorded with Jerry and I recorded with Kenneth and it was a great time but as soon as I sit down and I see your guys smiling faces I'm just like I'm so fucking happy to be home in the, the exploding headquarters so. Bring it in. Uh, I can't contain myself. You guys are the best. It's a bro, uh, it's a bro moment. It is a bro moment. Christian, Mr. Christian. <laughs> I'm not going to sing. Don't worry. <laughs> the new king of horophilia. The guy who has four shows in the top ten. So you cannot <laughs> talk any shit about me ever again. What's up? <laughs> oh, I'm doing well. I had four? You had four. Two exploding heads. TGIF 13. And you were on... Uh, slice and dice, Tricast. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, slice and dice, man. Shout out to them. That was See? a great show. I stole it from Brandon, but at least they made it in the top ten with me. <laughs> they would have made it in the top five with me. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> well, and put your money where your mouth is. Be on the show, and we'll see what happens. Money, money. Okay. And what is up, B Dog? Yo, what's up, my two best friends? <laughs> yeah. Friends. I love it. Look okay. my muffin over here. Mr. Ben Bummer. Thank you. See, I was going to introduce you as Mr. Ben Mum, bleh, 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 Ben Bummer, and I said B-Dog instead. So, Brandon, let's talk about you got a new show coming. I do. Because very... you want to have four on the fucking, on, on, on the top ten. So, go ahead. You know what? It's never about the ratings. It's about putting out quality content and the ratings take care of themselves. <laughs> Am I right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> so full of shit. No, uh, this is the brainchild of Derek B of uh, 22 Shots. He was on, I believe, 11 episodes as a guest host. And for a while, it looked like he was going to be 10? 10 out of 10 Derek. So, yeah, 10 episodes. Oh, yeah, 10 out of 10 Derek. And uh, <laughs> he came up with the idea for Cinema Attack, basically a podcast where we're going to cover anything and everything cinema. So we do have horror shows planned, but we're going to be doing 
multiple, multiple genres, multiple, multiple retrospectives. A lot of stuff that I wouldn't normally watch we discussed about covering. And I'm excited about that because I wouldn't normally sit down and watch shitty shark films. But yet we have a shark film, a shark show planned. Which shark, is very show? shark show? Shark show. Is it Jump the Shark? Jump the Shark, yeah. <laughs> Their first show. The is first episode the jumps the shark. Uh, I never, I didn't. Answer the question yet because I was away. Uh, those icons, like who was your first, what icons did you first grow up with, and and what influenced you as a kid? And, I, and someone did put Rocky and Rambo, I think, on there, and those are definite. Those are definitely two, but I'd have to say Han Solo and Her- and um, Indiana Jones. That's how it worked. What the hell me. are we talking about? Your what cinema attack here? thing. It's your oh, fucking show. No, not <laughs> me. Even this guy doesn't fucking know. You're Here's a fucking idiot, dude. Uh, check it out. All of a sudden, I'm in this group. They got their group page going. All of a sudden, I didn't see a question asked either, Brandon. So all of a sudden, everybody's answering this question, talking about icons and putting up pictures. And I'm like, what the fuck are these people doing? <laughs> who asked the Who asked them a question? I don't understand. What did I miss here? Yeah, so I, didn't, apparently, I didn't even answer the question. I didn't even know there was this question. Derek, put see? it out there for everybody. It's your fucking show. How do you not know? <laughs> Sorry, Derek. Great. Now I look like an asshole. Yeah. See, I'm going to go on record and say, this is a bad idea. It's a bad idea. You should not do another show. Christian should not do another show. Well, TGIF 13, he was doing before he came Christian here. Christian shouldn't be doing this show. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, you know what? When, when I spoke to Derek about it, and Charlene from Friends. Yeah, Charlene. She's yes. uh, her new podcasting, and yeah. she's very excited as well. And... We've had multiple Skype sessions already. We all get along. We're all like best buds. So nice. it, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. But, I, you know, we talked about how we want to do the show. And I I came straight out from the beginning and said, you know, I, I would like to keep it more of a shorter a format. You know, uh, <laughs> came straight out. <laughs> you know, keep it, it at, you know, at like a, a 90 minute runtime for most shows, maybe uh, two hours for our bigger shows where we cover more than two movies. Say. Two shark movies. <laughs> But, oh, <laughs> yeah. Wait, you're going to co- cover two? I thought you were just going to do one movie per episode. No, no. no we, we have one movie episodes, two and three movie episodes. Oh, boy. Like us. Yeah. yeah. Good yeah. luck. Yeah. yeah. But uh, our first episode actually records this week. We're recording right now. It's Monday, and we record on Friday our first episode, which is Picnic at Hanging Rock. I yes! saw that posted. I saw that posted. Yes! I predict that that episode will never come out. <laughs> i'm kidding i'm kidding no man i wish you guys all the luck i'm looking forward to it but i can't believe you don't even know the icon question that was posted on your own page well it wasn't done right it wasn't done right because i didn't know about it why wasn't it like a regular thread why didn't derek say or whoever put it up my icon is this what is yours and wouldn't the answers be in that particular thread why are why is everybody doing it that other way where they're just putting up a picture randomly and saying hey i like this person i was thought just- I, I thought i stroked out to be honest because i was talking about the show and then all of a sudden christian starts blowing han solo i'm like what the hell's going on did i stroke out and, <laughs> and then luke yeah <laughs> and luke. <laughs> oh shit uh, I think you're both fucked up. I think it was actually presented the exact way any other question on Facebook. I'm presented. sure it was presented perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> what? Oh, whatever. I don't know. Yeah, but, I'm, just, uh, I'm happy for you guys. I'm. It's wonderful. Yeah. No, we're gonna we're gonna have fun with it. I'm looking forward to it. 
Shout out to Derek. Shout out to Charlene. Shout out to James uh, Kaux, who uh, helped design some of our artwork, which is fantastic. Oh. Love the artwork. And, you know, we're just we're looking forward to it. It's, it's going to be a good time. We're going to have a good time. Oh, there you go. Is that going to be your theme song? It should be. Yeah. It should. I'm so happy you're doing Picnic and Hanging Rock, because that means we don't have to do it now, Christian. On what, I was thinking about that donating Christ. $48 to our own Patreon, so we have to do it. <laughs> my wife is going to donate to our Patreon. She says she can force me to watch. But I'm thinking, my wife doesn't even listen to the show. What? Why does she want to fucking donate to Patreon so I, I, I review the Exorcist trilogy or something? Is she, are you going to listen to it, honey? Are you listening to this now? I say no. Anyway, whatever. I just <laughs> when you said donate to the Patreon, I, I just got I was like I started thinking about that. I'm like, what the hell? That's grounds for divorce. Does she uh, tell her who cares if she listens? Just download it. Oh, you're right. I gotta make sure she at least downloads. Yeah. By the way, you're right, guys. As long as we're talking about the top ten and brain and part of me and Christian having four shows in it and us being there, we would please, guys. Please subscribe. If you're listening now on iTunes or you're listening on Stitcher or whatever, just go and click the subscribe button, and I'll tell you why. Because it's an automatic download. And even if you don't listen to it right away, or even if you get to it later on, it still counts as a download for our show. The more downloads we get, the more notice we're going to get on iTunes. So just hit the damn subscribe button, please. We're not asking for much. Now, the reason it's such a big deal is because of the we want to beat the blitz. And I think you guys know what I'm saying. We finished third place in the top 10. However, my ego tank can't take it. Well, however, <laughs> I can't either. That's why I'm doing something here. It's because of the the blitz. Because, you know, when, when guys are on the blitz, you know, not to take away from the shows, but the top two shows are featured on everybody's, anyone that's on Horrorphilia, it's on all their feeds. It's a good, so it's a good promo. All, all oh, joking aside, it's, it's promo. a good promo. But I, I, my ego can't take it. It's right, but I want us to beat the Blitz. I want us to blitz. have so many downloads that even if the Blitz comes on, we still surpass them. Then I, I always we'll enjoyed the... being at the bottom. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> You're Ben Bummer. Smiling in the ear. <laughs> oh, uh, Christian, what about Tom Savini and TCM too? In the uh, I was gonna I was gonna post on our page today <laughs> about the plate in the fucking head. I swear I wasn't stroking out that episode. I read it. I just don't know where my Ground Illusions book is. And the downfall is I had a PDF copy of it on my other computer. So I implore anybody out there, if you have the PDF version, if you have the hard copy version of Grand Illusions, flip through it and confirm. There's a sentence in there that said the guy had a real, that guy, he doesn't even call him by his name. Yeah, but he doesn't call him by his name, had a real plate in his head. I swear, <laughs> it was in that book. Maybe it was a paper plate. <laughs> yeah, you cracked the same joke the other episode. Did I? <laughs> yes, you know. I didn't yes, say paper plate. Yes, did you I? did. Yes, you did. Oh, what an and then asshole. I said, lick my plate. Yes. <laughs> lick my plate, you dog dick. Dog dick. Give me five, Leatherface. <laughs> Speaking of Leatherface. Dog will what? hunt. Sorry. Dog will hunt. Such a yes. quotable movie. Oh. Uh, absolutely. But Leatherface, you guys see that it's coming straight to fucking VOD now. Yeah, I'm a yeah. little upset about that, considering it's directed by the people what? that directed one of the movies we're watching tonight, or talking about True. tonight. And I liked the preview. I know you don't, you're a no preview watching Dave. Loved it. Loved it. Everybody's like, oh, the preview looks like shit. I'm like, it looks Loved like it. every other, like, it looked great. It looked great. 
I mean, I don't oh, want to no. say it looked like every other one because it, it had elements of the other ones. But, I mean, come on, we're coming off of Texas 3D, which is one of the worst, other than Next Generation, in my opinion. And I love all the other ones. So I'm really looking forward to this. I don't know if it comes direct, it comes direct. I think they missed an opportunity for Halloween uh, time to release it. But, oh, well, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, but, yeah, but- Jigsaw's coming. And Jigsaw too, he's coming too. That preview looked good to... too, man. I'm not gonna lie, I, yeah, I thought that looked I good too. It. I was excited. I hope they're great movies, but the whole Leatherface thing. So you guys actually give a shit, you you Christian, you yeah, care? Man. I care. It's not no no no. You care that it's not coming to theaters. Like like the whole thing about it coming to VOD. Me, I'm happy it's coming to VOD, and I wish more people would follow suit. Curse of Chucky did. It was successful. The the next Chucky movie is. Imagine if one of these Friday the 13th movies or all this thing, you know, how about that other one, that Amityville movie that's just out there in space and not being released? Why can't these people just suck it up and just do what Leatherface did and just release? I know what you're saying. I I hear you. And I I think I can agree with you in time. The problem with the direct to DVD or VOD and that avenue is that it reminds me of direct to video back in the day. I know it's not the same thing, but that's what I think. So when people see that, what we're all common saying, people are going, oh, this can't be good. Oh, it's going to be a piece of shit because it's going direct to VOD. And I'm unfortunately I'm falling in that camp and thinking like I'm going out thinking it looks great. But why is it going direct to VOD? Okay, how about this? How about this? It's Look re- at your top 10 I, from uh, 2016. How many of those did you go in the theater and see? True. Ah, yeah, you got me, yeah. Sir. I saw The Witch. I saw... It came limited, yes. But the times have changed. That's all. That, that's the point I'm making. Even what look at 2015. <laughs> <laughs> it's... It's not a death sentence anymore. So why not just suck it up and release? Look at Amityville and and how these people just keep pushing it and delaying it and doing this and doing it. Take this fucking movie and just drop it on VOD like Leatherface. I don't know what the stigma is. I would would actually prefer, though, if it did have at least a limited run there. I would like the experience of watching it in theaters, but I'm not – I agree with Christian like in the sense of wanting to see it in theaters, but it doesn't affect me in terms of – people's perception of the film it it's not going to do as well as if it came out in theaters there's no doubt about that but uh because a lot of people won't know yeah, but they, a lot, people of, don't a lot of casual shit. people oh what's playing in the theater let's let, oh there's a leatherface movie let's go see it tell you marketing no. marketing no it wouldn't have because marketing missed a golden opportunity to play off the buzz no pun intended of saw or now jigsaw and yeah. they could have easily said the original saw is back and ah. I and I we we talked about this in another episode. That's right? good. That's really good. when it was called <laughs> Saw Legacy, and I said that they should have come up with a tagline Chainsaw Legacy as the tagline for Texas Chainsaw oh. Massacre. And I mentioned this way back when, but now that it's becoming uh, a reality that both these movies are coming out in October, that uh, you know they missed a golden opportunity there, just like Friday oh. the Thirteenth missed a golden opportunity of a Friday the Thirteenth in October. Yep. <laughs> And oh fuck! It just it, it just made it was liquid gold. Yeah, fucking rings! Good... I'm bringing rings back. <laughs> fucking rings. rings! We knew that was gonna suck. We knew it was gonna suck before it even came out. And you know what? Because of a catchphrase, I'll agree with you. All those good saw coming out around the same time as as jigsaw would have been cool. They could have even called it like they, you know what they could have done. Also, on the episode, they could have said the jig is up. This yeah. is the saw, right? 
That'd be cool. Yeah, my, my, mine but, was better. But no, no, that was good. You combine them. It was, but they missed a golden opportunity. So I think they could have gotten a two, a one, two week run in, in October. Don't release it in August. Like the last few Halloweens were released. Oh, release it in October. And you've got, you've got a built in market right there. Saw's going to do well. Saw's going to do, I don't oh, know if Saw it's going to. always does well. It does. It does. Just like paranormal activity. It does. They, they always do well. They always turn a profit. Yeah. And if it's October, people are going to go to to the show and see it, you know? <laughs> but I don't know. I, I just don't see it being a death sentence the way it once was. And I think I'm excited to see it now because it's coming to VOD. It's like, you know what? Good. I don't really want to spend the money to see it in a theater. I'm not that excited about it. Just like Jigsaw. I'm not that excited about it. It's just, I don't know. Friday the 13th, yes, I'd like to see that in the theater. But these movies... I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I'm just not, I just, I'm not overexcited about the, the you know. Those I'm two excited movies. about that other one too. The one that looks like a total ripoff. What was it called? Like Leatherface Jr. The one that was, the, th- the trailer came out a few weeks ago as well. And it was, it actually looks like a Leatherface character in it. And of course they're, they're actually marketing their low budget movie off of the fact that people are expecting the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie to come out. And they, uh, what is the name of it? Like Saw it's the Hill. Leatherface. It's just it's called Leatherface. It's called oh, Leatherface. Oh, it's called Leatherface as well. It's yes. It's just called Leatherface. Well, yes. both, so le- there's two Leatherface <laughs> movies coming out, is what you're telling me. Yeah. Well, see, here's the deal. The the Leatherface, the, the the one that's part of the actual franchise, that was not called Leatherface. We didn't know what it was going to be called, it, or maybe it was a, a Leatherface colon something. Either way, <laughs> we didn't know. Leatherface colon. <laughs> yes. That's a real shit title. Resurrect him. <laughs> Yes, some shit like that. But they didn't know what they was going to be called. But this other movie was released, I think, to you know, straight to DVD like a few months ago, and it's just called Leatherface. Can no, it, it's not though. They changed the name. They, they changed the name, but originally it was called Leatherface. You're right, but they they've changed the name since. It was posted to our page. I can't remember for the oh. life of me what it's called now. But that actually didn't look all that bad either. Are you serious? I, I'll wow. check it out. I, you know, hey. Whatever. Why the fuck right. not? It's funny if he wears an actual leather face. Oh, yeah. Like leather? Like he kills leather. a horse? And he's like, and fuck, <laughs> this, this fucking mask don't breathe. This leather. Like it's dice? Yeah. He wears like a fucking yeah. black <laughs> leather jacket? Hey! <laughs> I can't What'd kill anyone. I can't like it's dice. It. It's dice oh, wearing bro. a black leather jacket on this face. It's funny that we're talking <laughs> about this when we're going to be covering a movie that has sort of a similar... A yeah. Similar, uh, approach to how they uh, marketed their film. Well, why are we being so cryptic about the movies? I right? don't know why I'm being cryptic <laughs> about it. Brandon loves it. I do yeah. that. Like, 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 you guys don't even know what the movie is. I know. I'm trying to so think. What, what are we doing tonight? I, I don't even Pira- know. No, well, Piranha tried to cash in on Jaws 2. Jaws True. 2? Or Jaws, Jaws 2. Well, no, both. It was, an, it was an homage to Jaws, but it tried to cash in on Jaws 2 because it came out like right around the time Jaws 2 did. Three years after Jaws. And why are we doing they, Piranha? Let's let's get right to it. Why are we doing yeah. Piranha tonight? Shoot the why? spill the beans. Well the bean well, Jerry was and we mentioned it before, kill the cast. Uh he was the first person not the first Patreon person at all. The first person actually was Joey Infante. And, and we and we said that before. And then uh Jerry came in and he put in a tier two where he can choose a triple R. And he chose Piranha. He knew that I never saw it. I don't know if he knew about you guys have seen it or not, whatever. 
So it's piranha. So anyway, this is a very busy time of year. Christians traveling. The circus is at an all-time high. <laughs> fucking out of control. Summertime is very busy. The elephants are sweating. Their balls are fucking <laughs> disgusting. Right. You know? Right. Yeah, ripe. Yeah. Brandon stopped drooling. And uh, very, very busy. So, <laughs> so we didn't have a lot of time to watch movies. Well, Christian in particular. So we decided, you know what? Jerry was our first, uh, you know, our first triple R Patreon tier two person. So let's let's uh, let's kill two birds at one stone. Let's make Piranha not a triple R. Let's make it a feature review, and we're gonna do old school. We're gonna do like we used to do. We haven't done it in a while. We're gonna do an old movie with a new movie. So we're gonna. Go back to that for a little bit because that's how we do shit. We bob and weave. We change our format. We, we dance around. It's fun. So You see how excited are... Brandon got when he bob and weave? <laughs> I don't want to – I'm going to take – I'm going to do a little side note again just so that we don't that we don't leave it in limbo. So it was dropped as Leatherface, the ripoff movie. It was dropped as Leatherface in the UK, but it was called originally called Playing With Dolls Bloodlust. Oh, so it's a sequel to the Playing With Dolls films. Yeah, and and, okay. and it was literally, yeah, it was marketed as uh, rip-off Leatherface because I guess horror fans knew that Leatherface was coming in 2017. So I don't know how they fucking got the rights to use the name Leatherface, but they did, and they retitled it Leatherface and dropped it in the UK. Figured those Brits wouldn't know what the fuck hit them. Yeah, yeah, hey. That was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so bottom line hey let's just patreon patreon nice thank hey, you pay, everybody paid off we're Fantastic. doing a movie right from it tonight right yeah we bumped it up we bumped up a, a tier two to a tier three pick you know what i mean so hey we can do that why not why not give people extra rewards because and by it. talking about jerry we bumped up a tier two podcast <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> So, so yeah, maybe we should talk about first of all, guys. There's there's ways you can support us. One of them is is Horror Pack. Go to horrorpack.com/go/explodingheads. Subscribe. You can pick four DVDs or you can pick four Blu-rays, and you get three dollars off your, your first uh, your first month there. So you can do that, and that's gonna put a, a couple bucks in our pocket. Or you can subscribe to our Patreon. We have five or six or something different tiers different costs it's a monthly donation and it's www.patreon.com slash exploding heads so we have had a lot of people do we now have 10 now there was a time when i said wow. when we get 10 we're gonna do a drawing with them but i decided well we decided everyone that. that's in the they're gonna be in there anyway. It's not, they're gonna be. We're gonna have a drawing later because between Patreon and around the world and United States and everything, we're lumping it into one big thing. So theoretically, you could be on there twice if you're a Patreon and if you left us a written review. You have two shots to win when we do the drawing. And we're oh, gonna is that draw what we're gonna do? You're gonna add them twice? Yeah. Why not? Okay. That's cool. I want to do everything we can for the Patreon people. Yeah, well, I was also going to announce, and I guess now is a good time, that for episode 45, which will be our proto-slasher show, I'm going to be doing a giveaway for the patrons of the Patreon. Nice. Patrons of Patreon? Patrons of Patreon. Patrons of Patreon. They need a nickname. They need a nickname. P.O.P. Exploding Patreon. Pop. Head pops? Head ice pops? Head pop heads? 
head, head paps. Head pap smears. <laughs> head pap smears. Hall of uh, Hall of Headites? I don't know. Something. But anyway, those guys. Let's get into it because we have uh Take the last patron to Clarksville. The last patron to Clarksville. <laughs> I I'm not even acknowledging it. I'm not I'm not Thank God let's... for editing. <laughs> Thanks, God. <laughs> Christian's worse than I am. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about our people, because we have one, two, three, four, five. We have like seven or eight new ones since, since you know, because we have ten now. I think we had two right off the bat, maybe three. Either way, we have to talk about these people. Thank you all very much. Uh, there's so much going on with it. Jonathan Watkins, thank you very much, sir. Thank you. We appreciate it. Thank you, Johnny Wad. Um, oh, now... God. <laughs> Now we have that is good. Then we have four in a row that are um level three. That means they can pick a feature review. Tier three? Yeah, tier three. Tier like three Patreon supporters. They're tier three. They are. We're gonna they are tiers, yes. So, <laughs> so we have movies to cover as a result. Now, Christine Stroh, I'm hoping that I'm pronouncing it correct. S-T-R-O-U-G-H. Um, we don't know what she wants to do. She has the option to choose a feature review or crack wise, which means come on the show with us for a little segment. We would love to see that happen. Everyone's picking the movie and that's fine, but to have somebody crack wise, hang out with us for a little bit, talk, you know, shoot the shit, that would be fun. So Christine, get back to us, please. Then we have uh, Marco V, our homie, and he chose Pieces of Talent. So... We nice. are going to review. Yeah, we are going to review Pieces of Talent. I haven't seen it, and I think it's on oh, Shudder. This will be Christian's first foray into the word talent. Oh, <laughs> he's so funny. I'm going down the line. Marco V, Pieces of Talent. That was in my top five from uh, 2000, whatever year it was, 14 yeah, or 13. Yeah, that's great. No, I'm looking yeah, forward great. to that. Yeah, so that's going to be done. And then uh, Jason Luxton, Tier 2, has chosen... Tier three, pardon me, has chosen Don't Look Now as a feature review. Nice. All Jason. Thank you. I've never seen it. I've never seen it. I think it. we oh. talked about it on the show and you mentioned yeah. it. Now, yeah, now, now we're being four. That's fine. Get, get on the Patreon. You can tell us what to, what, what to watch. What to that, that's great. You know? Bend over. <laughs> ben Bummer's coming. <laughs> nice. Ben and, Bummer is Ben Dover's cousin. Right? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Gosh. These are tier five jokes, people. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> All right. I didn't write any new ones for the show. Let's get to tier three Tier three people here. Uh, Patreons. Uh, Corey Walter would like us to watch The Wailing. So, nice. Cool. Wonderful. Because yeah. I said I want to watch it again. Yeah. I mean, smart choice because that movie's like, it's fucking, it's, he, I think he intentionally picked the longest movie he could think of. That was a horror <laughs> movie. So. He's like, well, well, I think we had talked about <laughs> that this film would have made a great um, feature review. Jeez, I forgot the word feature for a second. That's okay. And wow. it uh, it will. And it will. So we're going to do that. And then we have uh, two tier two people. Derek B is one of them. And he's going to choose a triple R for us. He said he wants us to watch Frat House Massacre. So we could do that anytime at our leisure because it's triple R. You cool. know what I mean? So it's not married to any particular show, but it, very soon, of course. And Thanks, uh, Derek. yes, thank you, everybody. Thanks, yes, and TV. Dustin, Dustin Baker, also is a tier two, so we can choose the triple R. We haven't heard back from him yet, so 
we're waiting to. But Come on. yeah, that's a lot of people. That's a lot of people on the Patreon, and it's a real nice surprise. And we sincerely appreciate everything. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, and I see a lot Thanks, of people everybody. supporting not only our Patreon but supporting Twenty Two Shots. And all I gotta say to that is. Save your money and just give whatever you're going to give to my two shots to us because I hear they're ending very soon. So <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, not really, though. Uh, not really. Well, we did it first. We did it first. As always, we set the trends for the first Horophilia show to launch a Patreon. Are we? Ever. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then 22 shots today, and there's more on the come up. But yeah, as, as always, we're innovators. That's what we do here. <laughs> We're innovators <laughs> by copying what other podcasts have done on other networks. Well, true, true. I love it. That's what innovating is. Copying yeah. something from somebody else. <laughs> hey, man. We do what we got to do. But as, far as, the pa- <clears throat> as far as the Patreon goes, right now there's no bonus content, because but we're, we are going to start putting it on there. There's exclusive content on the page. So if you do, you know, if you are an any tier, from level one to five, whatever it is, as long as you're a Patreon member, you're going to be subject to exclusive content on that page. So we're going to start doing things. I'm going to start posting some videos, written reviews, isn't things a, like that. Isn't there a blooper reel on YouTube already? <laughs> Episode 29C? I think it's still the most watched YouTube solo cast from our show. Mm, my episode show. yeah <laughs> it's always a good show after he burns me i have to burn you but it's a great show i saw an opportunity to make a great joke but it is a great show it's true it's that was true. tier four you're getting better <laughs> that's what we should do we should have a blooper reel we should have content like this that gets cut Any, anybody wants it <laughs> this is staying in what do you mean cut well not this but i'm saying shit that would shit that somebody wants to hear like an unedited episode they they can hear it you know, I, that could be, we're, you know, we're just, we're fine-tuning. We just started this Patreon, so we didn't know we were going to get 10 people so quickly, so we're happy about that. We're going to do t-shirts soon. We're going to get a new design for a t-shirt that we're going to put out uh, for the members. I, I want to get some stickers made. I want to get us, uh, so anybody that's on there and anybody that gives us, like, a, a written review or whatever, we'll send stickers to them, you know, and more exclusive content. So it's a work in progress. We just started this less than a month ago. And now that now that we know people are actually, you know, involved with it, it makes us happy and it makes us want to do more. So we're going to. So stay tuned. And thank you again. So tonight, disease, disease, spreading the disease. Christian, you know that song? Anthrax. Yes. What's the name of the song? Uh, isn't it spreading the disease? Nope. With some help from Captain Trips, you'll bring the world down to his knees. Power. Yes, power. Show them all his power. No, still? Hmm. Among the oh, Among the How did I not catch that now? <laughs> Fuck. Son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, I'm fired. So, yeah. You're fine. You're fine. You guys want to be alone the... here? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, after fucking 41 episodes, haven't you gotten the hint? <laughs> Middle of the show. Yeah. Oh. Fucking gag. Middle of the show. Boom. Never to be heard again. Imagine. <laughs> Shit, All of a sudden, that one goes to number one. Month over month. 
<laughs> yeah, we don't worry about the, the beating the blitz anymore. It'll just happen. <laughs> Is this the one that Brandon's off? Yeah, I got Did somebody say blintz? Blintz? What is that? Is it a Jewish thing? Blintz? A blintz. A blintz. Like a stuffed uh, potato hey. blintz. No, what is it? Is that, is that well, This guy with the fucking potatoes. <laughs> right? <laughs> this guy with the... I'm going to potato him in a minute. Jesus. <laughs> You're going to fire it's three a, it's boiled a potatoes crepe. up your ass. It's a stuffed crepe, not a potato. It's a, it's a crepe. A so crepe? Like a crepe. A crepe. He hasn't even okay. recorded the first episode with this French chick yet, and he's already crepe. 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 Right? It's crap. What's crap? Menage a trois. <laughs> you guys should have called the show Menage a trois. Perfect. Oh, no, I... oh. <laughs> Menage a trois. You missed the perfect opportunity. Show's canceled. Right? New show's canceled. <laughs> you don't have the creativity of exploding heads. You couldn't come. Although, Menage a trois. I don't know if Charlene would want to be on that show. Right the funniest part of that is the three hosts, none of them Menage a trois. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you're right. I guess you're right, because one's a woman, so uh, unless, you know, she's gay and we don't know about it, I don't know. And Derek and Brandon, yeah, okay. I'll sign off on that. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you not laughing, Brandon? <laughs> I don't find this funny, all these jokes at my expense. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I know. <laughs> They're good stuff. So, yeah, we're reviewing two movies tonight. Among the Living, brand new. Brand new. Well, it was rec- recorded and recorded. I've been talking about a podcast. It was filmed in 2015, I think, but it's officially here in 2017. And Piranha. Okay, I'm going to shout out five podcasts. Then we're going to break, and then we're going to go into our first movie. So, unless these guys have anything else. But here's my five, par- po- bleh, bleh. five podcasts. Terrible Terror Podcast. Bloody Date Night. Basement Condition. Cinephiles and Cenobites and Horror Haven. Check those shows out. Tell them Exploding Head sent you. And that's that. We'll be right back. Boom. And we're back. Piranha. What do you got, B? Piranha. A.K.A. Piranha. 1978, (laughs) directed by Joe Dante. When flesh-eating piranhas, or piranhas, are accidentally released into a summer resort's rivers, the guests become their next meal. Dun, dun, dun. Did you guys know, or did you realize that this is rated X? What? Look rated at the R. B. No, it says X. It's R on my B. On IMDB, it said rated. It said certificate oh, X. You got the Canadian B though. So hold on. Oh, fuck you with the Canadian B. It's all the same <laughs> shit. It's oh, is it R on our IMDB? <laughs> I see it R. No, I look I, lo- I saw it today. X. So oh, why does it say R now? I swear to <laughs> Christ, it's an X. What? Wait, I'm gonna go on. I'm gonna go on Chrome. IMDb. Are you sure it wasn't a big axe on Bill Mosley's real plate in his head? <laughs> it was no. Oh my god, this is the the fucking coolest thing ever. I go on Safari. I type in IMDb. I put in Piranha. It says R because I just saw, as you guys said, I went in Chrome, Google Chrome, put in IMDb, put in Piranha's the movie. It's a certificate X. What? Yeah, fuck? it's a conspiracy. You know why? Because on the on Google Chrome, I don't know what I had set to, but it shows the release date of November twenty third, nineteen seventy eight, the UK release date, and it's rated X. And my Safari, I guess, is more realistic, and it's in the North American. It's showing the August third, nineteen seventy eight, release date for the US, and it says uh, 
Rated R. But isn't that fucked? My Chrome. <laughs> I don't know why my Chrome is set up like that. That's why. It's Bill Mosley's Chrome plate. Right. <laughs> chrome is Chrome Dome. It's yeah. Chrome Skull. <laughs> it's Chrome Dome. Chrome. Yeah. Bill Mosley. Have yes. I mentioned this episode? At, at any point, have I mentioned how much I fucking hate both of you? <laughs> it's crazy, man. But it's rated X. It was rated X in the UK for whatever reason, because this is not an X rated movie by there any means. Is this a video nasty or something? Uh, no. <laughs> no, I didn't think so. I don't think it was at all. It's so well, I'll tell you up. what. I enjoyed the movie. I, my first time. You guys have seen this before. I've I'm seen assuming. it before, and I watched it twice this time. And Really? It's a very enjoyable film. It's a great monster it's, movie, man. It's it extremely really quotable. Very. And I could tell, like, half of my notes are, 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 are quotes. And this is the first time I watched it. So for me to see a movie one time and say it's quotable... It's really got to be quotable. You know what I mean? I'm like, well, Sean, I know it is John Sales, and, and he writes good scripts and, and whatever, too. I, that's what, it's funny that you said that because my whole back page is quotes. See? Yeah. <laughs> so this is the kind of movie that I could see why Jerry loves it. He's probably seen it a bunch of times, and it's it's so quotable. It's like the way we were talking about Texas Chainsaw 2 on the 22 Shot Show, how it's endlessly quotable. Or just know? like 15 minutes ago. Or yeah, or fifteen seconds ago talking about Chrome Dome, right? Chrome Dome. <laughs> he should have been called Chrome Dome. Chrome That's better than Dome. Chop Top, don't you think? Chrome Dome. Yeah, Chop Top sounds like celery or something, you know, or a carrot. That's what I think. <laughs> carrot. I have actually only seen this movie once before, and there's a couple things. So I watched it once, all the way through again. Loved it, and. One of the things that I thought was weird, and I, as I researched it, I had no clue that this was remade. As a TV movie in '95 yeah. with William Cat, I had never yeah. knew that. Never seen it. I never saw it either. But I was researching it as well, and I saw that. I heard last night when I recorded with Jerry and Kill the Cast because he loves Piranha, and he was talking. He goes, "Nobody ever brings up that one from the '90s. Everyone always says the remake." And I always think, "Hey, is it the '90s or the new one?" And nobody knows about the one from the '90s. I'm like, I never heard of it. What, well, no, not, what either. Other than Christine, I'm not a big William Cat fan. As my dissertation on House will tell you, he just looks like he's smug, smiling through every fucking movie he's doing. Like I just don't like him as an actor. Would you no, guys no go offense. swimming at a at a random pool you found behind a uh, a, a government fenced off area in the woods? No, of course okay. not. No, here's what's funny about it. But hold on, I'm not gonna glance over Christine. William Cat was not in fucking Christine. Oh, uh, Carrie, Carrie. Okay, how the Keith fuck is it Christine? With Christine. I was just reveling in the fact that Christian fucked up again. Yeah, so Christian, he's... you messed up a lot. Though. You might want to just Keith Gordon yourself. <laughs> <laughs> the suicidal dog. <laughs> you fucking committed suicide. Brandon Jason threw him. Through. Jason's in the fucking basement. Jason's. Yeah. Jason's. <laughs> I love that we combined words. Brandon's. Jasement. Jason. I don't know who the hell Jasement is. <laughs> Jason in the basement. Oh, who? Okay. Yeah, um, the whole time. <laughs> this is what I found funny. They, 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 they come across this nasty pool, which they call a pond for some reason, but it's a, <laughs> it's a fucking pool. But they keep calling it a pond throughout the movie. I, okay. Why? I don't know, but I think it's they, technically a pond because it drains to the river. Okay. But fair enough. But no, it looks nasty. And the guy says to the girl or maybe whatever it is, one of them says, Let's wash off so we won't be so funky. 
Yeah, she says that, and he's like, what if it's a sewer treatment? It yeah, looks so like a sewer tr- It looks like shit. Would you sewer jump sewer. in that water? What the whole lead up? You guys skipped the whole lead up to that where she's like, I don't know if we should go in here. I don't know if we should go in here. He's like, come on. Like, where's your sense of adventure type thing? Then they get in there, and she's like, why are we not? Why don't you want to go into the water? Why? And then she, all of a sudden, she's telling him. Like, uh, I'm like, what the fuck happened here? She didn't want to go into this place. Now she's like, yeah, let's go into this creepy old pool pond. And our first most quotable line of the film. A little last law one, breaking would do last, you good. No, I said last one ends the rotten egg. I never heard that before. Really? I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Holy fucking Christians on a fucking roll tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I got him like like uh like you oh. got Dave with the Jim Pay. Right. <laughs> You're right. I'm sorry, Christian. That wasn't oh. designed to make you look stupid. You just happened to do that. No, no, no. The joke was designed to make that's like right back down to a tier five joke. I was like, really? That's your fucking joke? That's what I was really in. That's a good save. That's a good save. <laughs> oh, what about Dick Miller? Dick Miller's in this movie. Yeah. Dick Not Dick Shanklin? Smith? Right, or is it Dick Smith, right? <laughs> Joe Dante loved Dick Miller, man, and he's awesome in this. And he has the, be- that, the best exchange in the movie, in my opinion, is the piranhas. What about the goddamn piranhas? They're eating the guests, sir. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a fucking quotable line. Yeah, there's tons of them. It, it's a lot of fun. It really is. And it's, but the, here's what I think. Here's my opinion. Tell me. Some of the, some of the second act wasn't a hundred percent my cup of tea. It got a little bit slow. The beginning was great. You know, the, the first act and the third act is what it was all about for me. It, it, it was fun. There was piranhas attacking. There was cool shit going on, you know? Um, Oh, how about this? I saw something just popped in my head because I was about to say something, but you know how when we used to do two movies, an old movie and a new movie, they had a connection. Yep. Right. Yeah. You would think that these two movies don't have a connection, but they do. Can you guys name what it is? Something mm. cool about these two movies. It happens in both these two movies, and it's not something that we usually see in movies. And it happens in both of these films. Kids um, die. Yes! Kids get fucking whacked. Yes! Yeah. Good stuff, Off. man. <laughs> yeah, it is good <laughs> stuff. And kids die in this. And I, I, yes. if it's a spoiler, I'm sorry. But yeah, kids die, and it's, it's interesting and fun. They shy away from showing the kids die, though, in this one. Yeah, but still, come on. Still, they're dead. Uh, it's not just one kid like in Jaws. You know what I yeah, mean? With no, the overturned it, it, it raft. It's that a lot of kids are gone. <laughs> yeah, dude. You, you see the freaking the piranha shooing on them a little bit, you know? I now, love the effects in this. I really do. I do, too. This movie did have a good budget, though. Sorry, yeah, but a 17-year-old did these effects. Seven, what? Yeah, uh, Rick Baker. They wanted Rick Baker to do it, but he he turned it down. But he recommended this uh, Rob Botton, who went Rob on. To- oh yeah, Rob Botin did the thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't know he did Piranha. I actually didn't research that part. Me neither. How the hell did I miss that in the credits? How the hell did I mispronounce his name? But I did. <laughs> he was seventeen years old at the time. Revoke. Uh, yeah, it's uh... <laughs> revoke. <laughs> Uh, sorry moods (laughs) awesome no and he's yeah i heard he was i remember him being young on the thing and that was four years later because then he would have been like 21 years old right he was 17 when he was recommended for this oh dude yeah he He was a whiz kid of 
special effect, makeup effects for sure. Fantastic, fantastic stuff in here. I even enjoyed, even though I wish it was used more in the film, uh, the stop motion. Oh, animation. dude. Didn't that take you by surprise? Well, it, did. it was my first time. I was not expect. I was expecting to see a movie about Piranha. You know what I mean? I was not expecting, and they didn't really. It was only like really in the first act, and then that that thing was kind of scrapped. I guess it was just implied that because of that, A equals B. You know what I mean? But I saw that that stop motion creature walking around, <laughs> a fish walking with a fucking. And he's going. He's going. Uh, he was like. Uh. Is that what he was like? He was making sounds. He was like, "Ah." (laughs) One more time, Brandon. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. As long as you're making noises. Can you make the piranha noise when the piranha attack? It's a dentist drill. What? It was a dentist drill that they used. The thing that was going, and then, that was a fucking dentist drill? Was used to create the sounds of the piranha eating. What the fuck? Well, it was more than that. I mean, yeah, there was a, but there was also that noise that, you know, that, you know, you know what I'm talking about? If you say so, okay. Sounds like a circus theme. The circus? Christian needs a break from the circus tonight. $600,000 budget. I got to get back to that. Double the budget of fucking Halloween. And. Yeah, wow. Shit. And they put some shit in it. There's there's explosions. You don't expect explosions in this. True. Oh, and that guy flipped his Jeep. I was cracking up. Were you guys laughing too? It was awesome. Yeah, something about it was hysterical. The guy's driving and he flips it. I know we're all I know we're all over here, but it's that just Whatever. shows how much fun he's having. Like Joe Dante, it's really a tongue and yeah. chink, like a big wink. Like like he did like well no, Brandon's a, a big wink. And what? But that's it. Did you say a tongue and chink? I was laughing already, yes. He did say a tongue and chink. Is that an Asian thing? I love you. Long time. I I, I didn't say. Did I say tongue and cheek? So tongue and cheek. I heard it immediately. I started laughing. Tongue and cheek. Brain and caught cheek. <laughs> Christians off the wall tonight. Oh my I'm God. so racist. I didn't even know it. <laughs> oh man. I didn't oh. mean that at all. But Buddy, no, but that's what the fun comes from. Joe Dante loves in jokes and having and and shit like and that's what makes this great. That's what makes the howling great. I mean. He he loves popping these little extras into the movie. Yeah, listen, the characters in this are fantastic as well. I thought Bradford Dillman was terrific in it. They actually gave substance to these characters. Yeah, uh, Grogan. Just the introduction of Maggie. Like they could have easily just had her, the sister of the girl, come in to find her sister, whatever it may be. But no, she was she was hired. As a private investigator to figure out what happened to them, I thought that was a great like they didn't have to go that like I don't want to say convoluted because it, it added it adds a little more to the movie, but it seemed so bizarre that they could have just simplified it. What's and bizarre? it's her and it's her fault that everything that happens in the movie takes place. <laughs> you think it's her fault? No, oh, she... everything bad that happens is a result of something she did. Oh, because she they drained, drained the pond. She drains the pond. She left the keys in the in the van, in the truck. Okay, listen, this movie parallels Halloween 3, and I realized it, because, first of all, you get the guy saying, Stop it! 
<laughs> no, we don't get we don't get Tom Atkins at the end, but we do get the guy saying they'll kill us all, just like just like in Halloween three. And the fact that this chick rolls into town and meets this guy and says, "Hey, come on this," and the guy just volunteers to, to drive her. She says, "I need a ride to the, this thing." No, he doesn't volunteer. She's well, like, "You're gonna do it." And he's like, "Hey, listen, lady, I ain't gonna do shit for you." And but, but she's just like, "Yeah," he because she's so like. In. He's so like ditzy and like. It's like Halloween three. He's trying to freaking probably get laid. That, that's how exactly. I got. You know. That's how I felt. Girl just rolls into town with no plan at all and says, "I'll go to this guy here and he's gonna take me there and we're gonna investigate." I'm like, what is this guy? Why does he want to go? But he I does. Know. And he does. <laughs> and he has he has great lines too. Like, I'd have thought you could have got a man's pants off quicker than that. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He does. Oh, that was good. People oh. eat fish, Grogan. Fish don't eat people. <laughs> there are some great lines in this. No, oh, what? yeah. Any mail Any mail for me? No. Skunked again, Grogan. Yes, yes <laughs> skunked again. And guess what? That line was used in another movie for a similar situation involving the mail. Somebody checks the mail and doesn't get what they want, and the kid goes, ooh, skunked again. You know what movie? <laughs> what movie? Fucking A Christmas Story. When the kid's waiting for his little orphan Annie pin. That's what he says when Ralphie opens up the mailbox. He goes, I've been waiting for the secret decoder pin. And he opens the mailbox and he goes, oh, skunked again. Isn't that weird? Skunked? Did you ever hear that phrase about the mail except these two movies? Oh. You, know, you know what's great about A Christmas Story? Bob Clark? It's Canadian. Oh, <laughs> yes, it is. Oh, Canada. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Operation Razor Teeth. <laughs> That's what it is. Razor Deep. That was Brandon's nickname in high school. <laughs> Menage a twat. Yes. <laughs> you guys notice when that guy was cooking the fish that he basically ate a raw fish? He only cooked it on one side. There's a whole fish in a pan, and only one side of it was cooked, and he flipped it over in his in his plate, and he was about to begin eating it. Yeah, but people eat raw fish. Oh, you, they do? Called sushi. Yeah, but that's different. That's prepared that way. This is a fish right out of the fucking water. You don't just grab a fish out of the water. You're not a bear. You're a human being. <laughs> Maybe he's part bear. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, did you guys notice that that one guy was Uncle Walt from the Twilight Zone movie? I've seen the Twilight Zone movie so many times that immediately I knew who that guy was. The older guy that gets killed in the, in gets, the water. Gets his, gets his feet oh, eaten? The guy that, oh, the, no, 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 no. Oh, the guy that the guy tries that, to save? The guy that accompanies them. Yeah. You know, the, the he tries guy. to save oh. the kid. Oh, you're talking yeah. about Kevin McCarthy. You keep referring he was to him UHF. that guy. Yeah, he's a huge star. Was U a huge star. UHF. Yeah, yeah. UHF. Ooh, it's been so long since I've seen it, but I always think of him as Uncle Walt because he was in... Remember, do the hat trick, Uncle Walt? The original Body Carson? Snatchers. Okay. I like well, the whole backstory in this film, the whole idea that, that he was genetically mutating these piranha to destroy the uh, Vietnamese rivers. And, oh, then yeah. and then later on, there's a line in the movie that's that's very relevant even to today. And it's like, well, why didn't you destroy the project after the war ended? And, and uh, Barbara Steele's character says, "There'll be another war. There'll be more wars." And it's it was really well done in terms of setting up the story. Yeah, it, it's silly, it's goofy, but it's it's well thought out, it's well acted. Like you said, it's very quotable. I love the, the the part where they're being held uh, captive by the soldiers, and he's like, "Just distract him so we can get away." And she's like, "What if he's gay? Then I'll distract him." Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was good. What about but what about the plan to to get rid of them at the end, the raw sewage? Then I you love it. 
<laughs> you lo- no, no. I, I just thought it was a bizarre idea. It seemed like a bizarre idea. I, I didn't know where it <laughs> yeah. really came from. Like, oh, our shit will destroy them. Yeah, and, and it, it, it didn't seem like much came out. <laughs> well, it came out. It flew out, and then, and then, it, but of course, he got whisked away by the boat. That was a great scene. Yeah. That was, was a great scene. Was a great I scene. think he's in a catatonic state towards the end of the film, not because of the the uh, piranha bites, but because he hit his head on that damn window being pulled through. <laughs> <laughs> but don't you love? Don't you love the eating scenes where the, the blood the blood is bu- bubbling Fantastic. up like blood bubbles <laughs> up like in almost Shogun Assassin amounts. Yeah. And then <laughs> some people are dead, and some people come off with a couple of scratches. Exactly. <laughs> that's that's a little bit of an issue. Some of them, yes, like, it, it seems is. like they're being eaten for an hour. Right. And Maybe. they come out with a few scratches. Yet that one guy in the boat who's fishing with his kid. <laughs> yes. Jumps in. Yeah. He's doing. Yeah, he he, jumps remember in the he... guy's crowd surfing on him? He's passing him from one thing to the other. Yeah. That, that's the other guy. That's Kevin McCarthy, that scene. But that's what I thought right away. He jumped in and then he's picking the kid up. He's going from one boat to yeah. the other. He's in there for like fucking two minutes. Meanwhile, the other guy, the bum, or the, not the bum, but the guy that was drinking, has his legs in the water for freaking 10 seconds and, and they get gnawed <laughs> off. That was what? funny. His legs just just nailed the bone. <laughs> that was cool. Yeah, that quick. Yeah. But this is this is a perfect example of the power of a script. And I I know it sounds maybe cliche. And of course, you want a good script for a movie. But we 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 there's some movies that we love that have kind of piss poor scripts. If I do say so myself, this movie has colorful characters. I know Brandon, you kind of already talked about this and alluded to it in your in your little uh, dissertation. But colorful characters, great quotable lines, as you said. And it's it's just all around fun, and there's some great sequences. I'm not gonna say I was scared, but there's some great sequences, like when they're on that raft and the piranhas yes. start nibbling away at the ropes and yeah. and start cutting the raft down. Great sequence, yeah, a man. great sequence, man. It's just really well done. And Spielberg said this was the best Jaws ripoff out of That's all. That's the... why they dropped the lawsuit because Spielberg oh, no. actually really loved this movie <laughs> because they were gonna sue for ripping off Jaws, but. He's yeah. like, it's a great movie. No need to to uh, to file a lawsuit. But I love the special effects with the piranha. Apparently, they were they were stuck on sticks, and then they would just have their hands like holding the sticks, poking yeah. at the piranha. It was really really creative stuff. I really I quite enjoyed what they did with this film. I wondered what happened to the dog. What did they do with the dog? Oh yeah, what did happen with the dog? I don't he buries remember. he buries his friend, and then they just leave the dog there. Yeah. Fuck the dog. Maybe he gordoned himself. <laughs> it's my first time so i can't remember oh but i i just remember you know i three big attacks and they were the, the highlights of the film were the attacks and the raft thing was the raft great thing was great did you notice yeah. when they realized that it's kevin mccarthy dr hoax blood that's that's attracting them and he goes to try to throw the body off the kid goes no that's what happened to my daddy that's what happened to my daddy and he sa- he sounded exactly like you just broke my glasses. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, the way the way he, I'm not doing it justice, but the way he said it, he, he was acting like a like a two year old. He was clearly like like twelve, eleven. But he's like, no, that's what happened to my daddy. You just broke my glasses. <laughs> <laughs> you just punished them and broke my glasses. Yes, that's <laughs> <laughs> great. That, that was good. That was a that great was... scene. I want to ask a question about. McCarthy and the scene when he's passing the kid, you know, the thing I was just talking about, why the fuck did he, he was on a raft. The three of them were on a raft. This kid was on a canoe, right? 
so they're all yeah. floating, and they were they were slowly approaching this kid on a canoe. Why the fuck did McCarthy, Uncle Walt, jump off the raft to swim to the <laughs> canoe just to get there ten seconds quicker? I I. I... Obviously, for another kill, right, Christian? That's what you're yeah. going to say. I, I was going to say, but, yeah. Hysterical. But I actually it's think the heroic moment. The, yeah, yeah. The, the whole dialogue leading up to it, it was actually pretty touching because he was like sort of defending all the choices he made. And then in that last moment, he realized that that he fucked up and he, he wants to save this kid. He, maybe he's thinking we're not going to get to him in time because the canoe is going under. So he's like, I'm going to save this kid and, and redeem myself as my final act. You know what, Dave? To be honest, I actually. I know what you're saying, but when I watched it, I never questioned it. I actually didn't question it. I thought they built up to it well enough in the sense of like... Yeah. I, I questioned it. Oh, I you did? did. You, I, 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 did. I did. I didn't mind it, though. I Like no, I said, that's why? how I justified it. Like, he's just doing it. But I'm like, just stay on the raft. You'll be there in two right. seconds. Right. <laughs> he's risking his life just to get there a few seconds. But I felt like it was like, you know what? I've done so much damage. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save this kid. I don't, I don't care about myself anymore. This was Joe Dante's first movie, but it was his first, I think, official film because I think he did a documentary years before and I think he did a co-directed something else. But this was his, I guess, first feature film. And you know what? Like, you, you could see the talent right out of the gate. Like, yeah. he, he did a great job out of the gate. Yeah. He's done some classic films, but his career really after the mid-80s kind of just yeah. dissipated. He yes, made he movies, but nothing great. And, and he liked to play around with like more mainstream, like inner space and, and everything else, explorers. But I mean, it's like, fuck, he gave us gremlins. And the Burbs, too, right? That's him. The Burbs. It's a, 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 lot of, a lot of comedy, but yeah, with, with, comedy, um, yeah. with rich characters and with, with thoughtful moments. Definitely. And, this, and this one has it. I mean, I, I, I was the one scene I felt was terrifying in this was the scene when Susie, the daughter, tries to, to rescue Betsy and then she gets pulled and dragged under. Like, that's oh, actually, yeah. that was heartbreaking because she, like the night before, like they were going to go swimming and she was like, yes. I have a bad feeling. It was almost like a premonition. And like that, that was actually like a creepy, heartbreaking moment. It was. And you actually care about, these, you care about these characters. Well, how could you, you not the children yeah. and, and the little girl? Because, you know, she's right in there from the beginning. I'm, talk, I'm talking about the adults, too. Like, I, I get, like, in the written story that um, Grogan's backstory is that his he has an ex-wife, and that's why he's hiding out in the in the cabin to get away from her. And, uh, you know, there's all this stuff. But you even get a sense just from his interaction with, um, I believe the guy's name was Jack and Brandy, the dog, at the beginning, that, that you know, this, this guy's, you know, been through some tough times. He's trying to get his life together they're rich textured characters without too much uh backstory being given oh, absolutely. In, in my opinion i i i dig it i mean even, I'm even maggie she's, little, she's silly and goofy but at the core of it all she 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 genuinely cares and she's she's trying to to do right by not only finding these teens but once she messes up by fixing everything they're relatable yeah i like them my only beef at all is the second act is a little bit slow to me. I kind of fell out a little bit when uh, when they were getting into the politicking and the guy opening the place and this and that and the other. I just I was just kind of waiting for the next big attack. They were you always know? hiding and drinking beer. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing back there? All they do is hide and drink beer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but I, I, but think, I enjoy it. 
I think we were all over. We were all over with this review. Oh, we were all over. But the place. but that's <laughs> but it's fun, and that's what right. it's kind of like to go in order. Sometimes is, is it's a little boring. I I do have to say this, and I know Dave, you were uh, had another thought, but the look, the look of this film was fantastic because it reminded me of the first two Friday the Thirteenth. I don't know something about yeah. the 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 yeah. the actual look of the movie, the the actual film stock and whatnot reminded me of Friday the Thirteenth era. So, and did wow. you know? Did you know that Joe Dante has a plate in his head? <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to be. Okay, I, we're I, gonna I, meet Tom Savini. <laughs> we're gonna go see Tom Savini in November. Just a He's like, I can't wait to be. Yeah, I and just totally he... struck that because I'm so mad that I can't prove my 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 total like I want to. You know what? I 100% believe you. I 100% believe you that you saw. There's no way you can make something like that up. I don't think he's making it up. I just think it's he, he's confused. He, it's just me. Crazy. I'm confused. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> I think he read it somewhere. I honestly think <laughs> sure he probably read it somewhere. It happens. Oh, it happens to the best of us. Come on, guys. Grand illusions. Have... Anybody out there? We're recording it. We're, we're going to go to the, the Falls, Niagara Falls War Fest in November. We are going to record our interaction with Tom Savini, and you are going to ask him. <laughs> with I, us got, in I got a show. I don't ask him. He's not going to fucking remember. <laughs> He's not going to remember. Say, hey, when you did Texas Chainsaw 2, the guy who had a plate in his head, is it true that he really had a plate in his head? Yes or no. <laughs> yes or no. <laughs> yes or no. <laughs> Fuck you all. Make sure me and Dave get to talk to him first before you ask him that question. Because we'll probably get blown out after that. That's true. He'll be pissed off. That'll be the end of us. You're right. Yeah. Let Brandon blow him first. And then <laughs> I'll, sh- I'll shake his hand and say thank you for your work. And then Operation you can come teeth. <laughs> yeah. I'll give him the old razor. So like a fucking dentist drill. Oh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I felt like Barbara Steele's character was was sort of an afterthought. Yes, I think, he, I I think he just wanted to get her in there. That was a Joe Danteism, and I think he just wanted Barbara Steele in there. Because yeah, of, because that, her, just, yeah, yeah, okay. As a secondary yeah. role, and, and just pop her in there. And she looked like she was a walk on. It looked like they filmed all her scenes in one day or something like that. Uh, yeah, and they, you know, they tried to, they tried to make her character have so much more. Um, meaning in the story and ultimately she kind of does because she's the the only baddie that survives but you know connecting her to dr hope that they used to have a intimate relationship oh yeah that's right yeah but i i really i i loved to hate the colonel he was such a great villain and even uh buck dick miller what a bastard oh yeah yeah would have liked to have seen him get it in the end that was just like Sean. That, that... <laughs> I mean, get eaten by Baron and not get it. <laughs> yeah, this fucking guy. Oh, Ben Bummer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's one line I like from it. The newscast. The girl. The, the girl goes like this when they when when it's over with, and they're, they're getting ready to film the news, and the woman comes on the newscaster and she says, "Terror, horror, death. Film at 11. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. That should be like the start of our show after the music, you know. Put that <laughs> film at eleven. No, it's fucking great, man. And the water skier mishap was hysterical. Also, I just wanted to bring that up. 
They, I was cracking up when the, when the guy was water skiing and they couldn't hear him. Then he's like, slow down. And then, they, then they slow down and he's like, no, speed up. <laughs> a boat comes up. They, they, they collide. Like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, you didn't even, I didn't even know what happened there. All of a sudden, was like, boats are flying in the air. I'm like, what the hell is this? It's like a, uh, a, a Universal Studio performance. <laughs> I felt like I was at one of those things, like, uh, yeah, like a Marine Land or, yeah. or SeaWorld, right? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> they like always a... love doing that in those movies. They, they had yeah. to have a car crash or like a boat chase, something. And they had both of them, so it, it, it was great. How did he know that it was that it was an imminent threat? All he saw was a dead body in the water. He's like, no, don't stay here. Get out of here. Like he knew Killer Piranha did that. Like... <laughs> but it was still know. it was still a blast. It was. It was a good one. Do, do we have anything else? I mean, uh, before we read? We didn't really talk about Maggie's character at all, but she she was funny. Which one was Maggie? The, the main girl. girl. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the names. Fuck, you know me. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, Maggie. That's the, the, the detective? Yeah. Okay, all right. Well, the, 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 yeah. the interviews are kind of goofy, in it, but I like that. Like, she's playing the Jaws game. Oh yeah, the Jaws game. The Jaws video cool? game, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know what she reminded me of a little bit? PJ Souls. Yes, yeah. very much so. And there was another yeah. another girl in it, which it wasn't, but it reminded me of. Uh, is it Nancy From Allen? Carrie? From Carrie. From Nancy Carrie. Allen. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I was like, every time wow. I saw him, like, is that her? No, it can't be, because Carrie was yes. a couple years the before. Other, the other counselor. Yeah. yeah. That, that's exactly what I thought. Uh, yeah. Nancy yeah. Allen, right? Yeah. Uh, Laura Dickens, Melody Thomas Scott was the actress. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I, I, I can't believe you thought the same thing. That's great. I did. No, because she <laughs> did look like her. The take home yeah. from this, the take home from Piranha is that I want to be validated for my plate in the head Tom Savini thing from Texas Chainsaw <laughs> Massacre too. That's the take home. Thanks, Jerry. I Thanks. give this movie an eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. All right, nice. I I, I give it a seven and a half. I'm glad I watched it. Thank you, Jerry, for bringing it to the table. And I'm definitely going to watch it again. Yeah, I mean, before I just get my rating, I just want to say I love that that last scene. You know, the 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 image of the ocean, the sound of the piranha, and then it just turns blood red. The whole yeah. Screen. yeah, that was even, really cool. Even the intro when you see first when you the yes. title card when piranha yeah. goes into the water and it gets all red. Yeah, yeah, that was really cool. Word. Yeah, that's. I, cool. I'm right with you, Christian. Uh, eight out of ten. Fun movie, nice. man. Fun movie. Yeah. Thanks, Jerry. Because yeah, uh, it's been a long time. I'll have to seek out the 1995 just for shits and giggles again. Just to, I, I guess, just to check it out. I like the oh. remake. I, I admittedly, I'm a big fan of this remake. A fun movie to watch in the theater in 3D. I mean, it, it's a loose remake. I've literally, Killer Piranha. It's got the big party happening, and of course, yeah. people get attacked. Other than that, it, it was fun. You know. And if anything else, Brandon got to see a cock coming out of him in 3D. No different than any other night, I guess. <laughs> I actually never saw the remake, but you know what I'm watching after we record. <laughs> I mean, what scene I'm watching over and over. <laughs> I saw it once, and I enjoyed it. I think I own it, too, the remake. I never I saw the, the other I one. I see the um, clips from it, the, all the uh, effects, and it looks really gory. So It's okay. So, no, that's that's. I'm not complaining. I know you're not. Yeah, of course it hey. is. That was piranha. Good stuff. Good piranha. Stuff. Piranha. <laughs> yes. So, uh, what's what is next? the correct pronunciation? Because they say piranha in the uh, in the movie the whole time. I don't know. I think it's piranha, but I don't know. I've always known it as piranha. 
But you know, but you did notice that everyone in the movie is like piranha. Yeah, some people, yeah. Some people did okay, say well, piranha. Okay, we'll get the pronunciation here. Hold on. You guys can Maybe it's it. plural. Maybe the, the plural of piranha is piranha. One is it, piranha. piranha in Canada? Yeah, that, that's exactly what it is. You wise cracking prick. <laughs> oh, he's gonna do it. He's gonna play it for us. Let's hear it. Piranha or piranha. It says both. Or, yeah. or yeah. you son of a piranha. Bitch. Piranha Ask, or piranha. Ask it about Bill Mosley's plate. <laughs> <laughs> Chrome dome. <laughs> Siri. Did Bill Mosley have a plate? Yeah, you fucking assholes! <laughs> <laughs> it's Siri in Canada? I didn't know that. Yeah. Canadian <laughs> Siri. Yeah, Canadian <laughs> It's maple Siri. <laughs> <laughs> that was fucking gold. Thank you. <laughs> maple Siri. <laughs> <laughs> We're the only three laughing at this show right now. Everyone's <laughs> listening and they're like, what the fuck are these idiots laughing at? I fucking donated to this shit? <laughs> tier what? I'm going down a tier. <laughs> they're going down a tier and so am I. <laughs> no refunds. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. That's it. You're signed in. Sorry. <laughs> You're locked in for a two-year contract when you sign on for <laughs> Oh, shit. Ooh, ooh, I'm sweating. Good Lord, this place is hot. Okay, uh, let's get to emails here. We, we have a straight-up email, and then we have some messages that were sent to us. So one is uh, from the famous Jim K, and the other one is from a new listener. But uh, let me go to this. This one comes from uh, Hudson Williams. Hi, it's Hudson again. First off, I want to thank you guys for answering my first email with such thought and creativity. It really meant a lot, and it left me positively flabbergasted. Now I will get into my question or questions. I was listening to this other podcast, Schmoes No, and they play a game titled Sophie's Choice. In this game, they are given two movies. Then they are told they can keep one movie while the other film is erased from history. I thought this would be fun for you guys if the game was changed to be more horror-based. Okay, so I'll start. Start, I like this. This is fun. It's cool. I'll give you an easy one. You must choose one of the James Wan-directed films, Insidious or The Conjuring. Now, you can only keep one while the other gets removed from time. No one will have any memory of the film you don't pick. Like, everyone was neuralized. Whatever. Yeah, okay. Neutralized? Well, I'm reading it. Neutered? I don't know. By the Men in Black. Whatever that thing is that erases Oh, neuralized. Neuralized. Okay. Also, don't think about the sequels or the universes these films spawned, just the two films individually. That's what made it hard for me. Oh, wow. I didn't read that part. Well, so you got to think. Fuck. That's what makes it hard because don't yeah, think makes... about the sequels or the universes these films spawned, just the two films individually. It doesn't mean you can't think about other things that may have spawned though, right? So, okay, let's get to it. Okay. Now that we have the rules in the first example out of the way – I'll run through the other choices for you. So first of all, let's do the first one. We, we went over it. Insidious or The Conjuring? Which Conjuring. Was, I'm, I'm keeping choose, The Conjuring. You're keeping The Conjuring? Yeah. I'm keeping Insidious. And it, it's close. It's close. Way to be different. You're already it's wrong. It's close. 
Yeah. <laughs> You've been neutralized. Good day, <laughs> sir. You scared me a little bit more. You've been neuralized. Exterminate. <laughs> Insidious scared me a little more. It was a little creepier. There were a couple scenes that worked well on me, and I do enjoy The Conjuring, but The Conjuring was it was things that I, I've seen in other movies before where the Insidious, except for the obvious Poltergeist comparison, but the first half of that movie was just, I don't know. It's tough. It wasn't an easy choice, but either way. That was, was actually, I think, one of the harder ones to, to start out with. It, it is a hard one. It's, it's close. It's close. Okay, so now, both 1980s vampire films, The Lost Boys or Fright Night? Keeping Fright Night. You know, I don't even have to say I'm keeping Fright Night. Okay. Now, I'm keeping Fright Night too, but not for the reasons that you guys think. I don't know which movie I like more. I've only seen Fright Night once. I've seen The Lost Boys several times, but it's been years. But I've always really liked it. But I'm being unselfish. I'm picking Fright Night because of two people. The greater good. One in this room. Brandon, Fright Night is the movie that introduced you to horror. And it's also the movie that introduced moods to horror. So if not for Fright Night, there may not be 22 shots of moods in horror. And there may not be exploding heads. So I have to... Go with that. This is a really sweet moment right now. (laughs) That means a lot. Dave actually put a lot of thought into that. I love you guys, man. If there was no Fright Night, see, thank you. We we love you, too. See? That's what I'm saying. I do. I don't know if Moods does. Ah, he must. He must. He might. (laughs) So, yeah, so we all choose Fright Night. (laughs) Okay. Both Stuart Gordon-directed films, Reanimator or From Beyond? Reanimator. Yeah, Reanimator for me. Reanimator for me, I just love it more than From Beyond. Yeah, that's all there is to it. I love From Beyond, but I love Reanimator more. Absolutely, same thing. The, the fucking Barbara Crampton head scene alone. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> it was very hard to masturbate to that when I was younger because, like, it's a severed fucking head. But I didn't matter. <laughs> you know what, though? <laughs> you probably could have masturbated more to From Beyond when she's in that garb when she's dressed up in the free. And I did. Not- and I did. Wow. I don't know which one I did more to, but if it's for masturbating, I choose from Beyond because um, Ken Faree's pineal gland was really much more attractive. <laughs> Do I have to get the pronunciation of pineal gland too? I Go think it's it. pineal. Let's keep Christian busy somehow. I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, both Stephen King Stephen King works. Carrie or Misery? Ooh, tough one. Carrie. Carrie. I say Carrie too, and one of the main reasons is because of what it spawned. Now, he said you can't choose the sequels of the universes, and I'm not, but Carrie spawned the jump scare. Without the jump scare, you don't get the Jason jumping out of the water on Friday the 13th. Or the except... Lick My Muffin ending. <laughs> or the Lick My Muffin ending. <laughs> Although, <laughs> yes, of course, Lick My Muffin. I do prefer Carrie slightly. Not even slightly. I prefer Carrie to Misery, but they're both great movies. Yeah. So we're pretty much almost all the same. Okay. Both this is where it may differ. Both horror anthologies. Of course it's gonna differ. Look at the look at your shirt. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No Dave is wearing a creep show shirt. Yeah. Damn straight. That's right. R. I. P. George Romero. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. Trick or treat or creep show. Love them both, but creep creep show for sure. Yes. Obviously creep show for me. Hmm. It's the best. You know what? Man, I grew up with Creepshow as well, but I'm going Creepshow. Nice! I'm nice. going Creepshow. Yeah. Yeah. 
I actually <laughs> like <laughs> trick or I like trick or treat and rated it a little bit higher, but but I would choose Creep Show. Creep Show's in my top ten films. Period. Horror films. So. Oh, it's fantastic. You know, of course, I'm choosing it. You know, in Trick or Treat, I think it's a little bit overrated by the horror community, but I still think it's a great film. Yeah, but they're both great anthologies. Great, great morning, anthologies you know? for sure. Okay. Oh, I can't wait to get into this one. Oh, both humorous pieces of trash: Troll Two or Thanks Killing. See, I've never seen Thanks Killing. Me either, but I still choose it because Troll Tool is atrocious. It sure as fuck is. Yeah, but it's so hard because I don't know what I'm choosing. I'll take anything. I wish Troll Two never existed again. Yeah, me. you know you're not taking Troll Two. That's the. But victory. I love it. I love the. I love how bad it is. Like it's just oh, so even, bad. It's it. so bad. It's bad though. It's not so bad. It's good. This is what I don't get. I sat down wanting to be entertained, hoping it was so bad it's good, and I chuckled once. I was like. This is just fucking bad. I don't, I don't get the fascination. I've seen plenty of movies that are so bad it's good that are a hundred times better than this. So yeah, that's why I, I hate it. You don't even know if Thanksgiving is worse. I saw the first five minutes. I don't care what it is. It, I wish I can wipe Troll 2 just from existence against any other movie you put it against, honestly. I don't know. I, I, I saw the first five minutes of Thanksgiving, and it, I laughed because the guy said something. I think he got on top of this girl, and he said, oh, something, bitch. I don't know. It was, um, <laughs> I'll Always a laugh that. a moment. Look in the bowl, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Clay, yeah. Fuck you, Jason. We got gravy and fucking. <laughs> Honestly, I say destroy both films. Yeah. Well, yeah both. True, but <laughs> there was I've TNA. Thanksgiving, so I don't know. There was TNA in Thanksgiving. In Thanksgiving, in the first five minutes, there was TNA, and it was a guy and, and uh, a turkey <laughs> killing her, saying bitch. Come on. Right, I'll, I'll take Thanksgiving. You know? I'll, okay. I mean,. I don't even know if I'm allowed to because I haven't seen it, but I'll take Thanksgiving just on that description alone. Nice. <laughs> Sweet. All right. And for the final question, both called masterpieces of the modern day by your podcast. <laughs> by your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the Witch or Neon Demon. Oh, wow. Why does it have to be? This, this is a gut punch. This is like, this is truly Sophie's choice. Like, which child are you about to kill? You know what? <laughs> I rated I rated the Neon Demon higher. I had it higher on my list last year. Yet, I'm going to pick the witch. Nice. Of course, I'm picking the witch. Is there any doubt? I love yeah, Neon Demon. Yeah, Christian, I did the same thing as you, obviously. I rated Neon Demon at 10. I think I gave the witch a 9 or 9.5. But I'm still going to pick the Neon Demon. Oh, you are! Wow. I am, yeah. Hey, that's all right, man. And actually, I think I rated them the same. I stand corrected. I think I rated them yeah. the same. Uh, because my highest rating was a 9.5, and, and that was February. Then I rated Correct. Neon Demon, and then I had The Witch, I believe. So, yeah. So, I, I am going to pick The Witch. The Witch is just... The sense of dread in that movie, is it's just beautiful. I choose both. Because I'm getting rid of Troll and Thanks Killing, and I'm keeping the <laughs> demon and the witch. No, you can't, you can't. That's not playing by the rules. That's what I'm doing. Now, this uh. is the most interesting one: Brandon Orlick, Dave Z, or Christian Luciani. Marry one, fuck one, kill one, go. <laughs> <laughs> On the page. <laughs> yeah, marry, fuck, kill. Nice. I'm dead. <laughs> I'm getting fucked. I hope. <laughs> I'm getting married. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yes. They wouldn't. They wouldn't do that to you, Dave. They know your thoughts on that. 
I'm happily married. I'm okay. I'm but I, I, can, I can practice polygamy. You know, whatever. <laughs> polygamy. Polygamy. Okay. Um, and yes, uh, there's a little PS. Um, oh, I hope you have fun answering these questions and deciding which films matter to you more. Thanks for a great show and thanks for always being so great to the fans. Thanks again, Hudson Williams. Thank you, sir. Great question. I, I do that again with more. Yeah, that more was awesome. awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah, somebody do more. Winston, you do them. Or Winston. Hudson, sorry. <laughs> and Winston. Every fucking We have one. a Winston. All Hudson. of them. I know. Hudson Marlboro. and Winston, get together. <laughs> let's, All of them. Let's make this happen. <laughs> I looked at Williams, and I thought Winston. That's what it was. You know? Winston yeah. Williams. Yeah. Get together. Winston <laughs> 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 Biggest patron. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of that, this he made t-shirts here. Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast t-shirts. He did his own design. It said, do you guys have any merchandise the listeners can buy? Like shirts or something along that line, because I would love to support you guys with something visible. And if you don't have any merchandise, that's okay. I designed my own shirt that I'll be willing to share with other fans if they are interested. I love the shirt. We have a shirt that's with our logo on it now. That's uh, It's where all the horror figure shirts are. And there's another shirt that was being designed. Remember we saw the other one from our, our buddy that did the 22 shots yeah. shirt? Oh, yeah, uh, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know whatever happened with that, but I, I like that shirt, and I like this shirt, too. This shirt, I, what I like about it is that it's original. It's not the scanner's head. It's our own thing, and it's, you know, you guys seen it. You guys remember what it looks like, right? Yeah. This freaking thing here? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's freaking sweet, man. I, I don't even mind the font that he used, but we could put the we could put our logo font on it. Yeah, maybe that. Maybe we can combine it. But yeah. I love this this the, the way it looks with someone listening to you know with the headphones and their head exploding. That's you know? awesome. It really it, is. So maybe we can get this on the Patreon page somehow. We can team up with them. I don't know, Christian. You know how to do that shit, right? With the font. Well, yeah, yeah. He, like he he just did it there. We just cut, we just replaced that font with ours. Although that is good, but yeah. then then it's a, a total combination. Well, let's get to work on it. So we'll do. if you're uh, between the two of you, maybe something yes, happen. Sir. That'll be cool. Yes, sir. Ah, Anything that, else, that sir? Be <laughs> yes. That'll be good, though. Master. <laughs> <laughs> See, you're the man. It's for the Patreon people. How they, it's for the listeners. Oh, the of, Patreon course, of course. Shit like that, you know? So it's I'm all just, good. Uh, this is all in tongue and chink. <laughs> <laughs> Menage a twat, tongue and chink. Absolutely. <laughs> I can't believe I don't. I can't. I'll hear, listen to the playback. There's no way it's a tongue in. I heard it immediately. I heard you it. I started laughing before said Brandon it. said a word. Well, yeah, I apologize I mean. to our Asian fans and anybody else. <laughs> our former Asian fans. <laughs> it's just like what? He, it's just like cinematography. You just fucked up a little bit. That's yeah. all. He actually never said cinematography. He said cinematography. He reversed the M and the N. Cinematography. I've done that since I was a kid. When I and because it's my my mouth moves faster than my brain. It's cinematography just, is so much better. So we yeah, yeah true. It's like a- aminals instead of saying animal, saying aminal. And I've never done that. <laughs> I am not oh. an aminal. I think oh. I used to say re- aminator though, but uh, I can't. <laughs> maybe yeah. animator, reanimator. Oh no, reaminator. Re-am- oh. Yeah, probably something like that. Fucked it All up. Right. Indeed. Uh, do you have that question, Christian, or am I pulling up? Uh, oh, no, 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 no. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Go for it. All right. Here we go. This is given to me by uh, Messenger by Josh Josh Ellis, and it was, okay, Dario Argento and Lucio Fucci are two of Italy's greatest horror directors ever. 
but who do you guys personally prefer out of the two and what film of each director's would you say is the strongest for me i prefer fulci but i think and i think its best work is city of the living dead and argento's best work for me is deep red thanks guys well this was given to us i think simultaneously we just released episode 40 it just come out so i think we kind of blew our loads in that but just to directly answer the question I do like Lucio Fucci, and I, I, I do like a lot of his movies. Not all of his movies, but a lot of them. But Argento's, Argento's my, Argentio. Argento is my, is my <laughs> pick. Get out of your Argentio. Argento. No, I picked uh, Argento. Dario Argento is my pick. And I, I said, there's too many good fucking movies, but I think I'm going to do opera as my fave. With Suspiria, a close oh, second. Oh, you were reading. Oh, you were reading his answers. Yeah, when he said he. That was oh, his okay. answer. I'm sorry. That okay. was his no, full. I got confused because I'm like, didn't he just pick Fulci? Nice. That was that was the rest of Josh's uh, message. <laughs> what is, what's your favorite from Fulci? The Beyond. Beyond. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Well, most people know that our general is my favorite horror director, so I'll say it again. Uh, I do like Fulci. I don't even know if Fulci's in my top ten for horror directors. But I do like him. He's obviously in the top 20. There's only so many good ones. So I do like Fulci. But Argento is my favorite director, period. So Suspiria is my favorite movie from him. I, I, I agree with the Beyond is, is Fulci. Fulci's best. My favorite. Yeah, my pick is also Argento. Movie would probably be Tenebrae, possibly Deep Red. And for Fulci, my favorite is uh, City of the Living Dead as well. Nice. Good picks. How cool. What were you going to say? I was just going to say how cool. How cool that the three of us picked our Geno and we each picked a different movie as our favorite our Geno. That, that, yeah. That's really cool. Man. Just... Well, I think that's what it is. For me, um, I, I can't really, I shouldn't even really say that, but because Fulci has some really vast hits as well, but I just, I, I prefer the Argento more. Damn straight. I haven't seen all of Fulci, I confess. You know what I mean? There's just still some I haven't seen it, but his narratives aren't as cohesive to me. Uh, but I still enjoy. I think the Beyond is fantastic, and I enjoy pretty much all of it I've seen. But like House of the Living Dead, or it's part of me, <laughs> House of the Living Dead, House by the Cemetery. <laughs> excuse me. I combined House uh, by the Cemetery and City of the Living Dead. Beyond <laughs> House of the City of the Living Dead, <laughs> Duckling. <laughs> Notice how I combined four movies. <laughs> Beyond the dead duckling. Oh, jeez. I'm done. I'm not, okay. I'm Don't done. torture a zombie. <laughs> but I will say thanks, Josh. And keep, yes, uh, if you have any other questions, let us know, man. And that goes for anybody. Yes, please. So if you don't want to email, you can message us on Facebook. Uh, you know, I'm on Facebook. If you're not friends with me, I'm easy to find. Dave Z, Z-E-E, because that's how Facebook makes me do it. And there's there's three or four Dave Z's on there, but you'll see ours. Mine has the exploding head logo. So Pick your, pick your favorite Dave Z and write to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm your favorite Dave Z. Come on. So uh, check it out. Jim K. Hi, Dave. I like the idea of doing a top 20 list of best horror movie scenes, E.H. style. I'll give my top 10 in no particular order. Jaws. He loves Jaws. I'm wondering, I'm going to, is it your favorite movie, Jim K., Jaws? Because it always is on your list. So anyway, Jaws, Quint slash Hooper, comparing tattoos in the USS Indianapolis story. Gives you chills. Friday 4, opening campfire review. Amazing. Yeah. The Shining, Jack's convo with Lloyd at the ballroom. Wow, that is great. 
Body Snatchers, Woman in Meets Sutherland and the Screech, The Omen, The Maid, Damien, It's All for You, Creepy, Carrie, Prom Scene, Bad Shit Crazy, A Miracle Wolf in London, Transformation Scene, still holds up, that's for sure, Psycho, Too Many Scenes, but Martin Balsam walking up the stairs and then falling in that weird way, incredible. I know some people don't like that scene. I, I've always liked it, but I've heard people like it. It's shocking still. I like it's, the way it's, it's a, yeah, I like the way it's shot too. It's like unsettling. It it I don't know, it makes me feel weird. I dig it. <laughs> it's it makes, tingle down, <laughs> makes me tingle downstairs. <laughs> oh shit. Uh the birds. Uh the attack on the town. Yep. Poltergeist. Zelda Rubenstein gathering everyone and her speech. Uh very cool. Honorables. Silence of the Lambs, Clarice's first encounter with Hannibal. The Changeling, Claire goes back to the house and meets up with a wheelchair. That's great. You should have got uh, my cunt. <laughs> That's my Clarice. Been <laughs> waiting to bring her out. How do you get him to swallow his own tongue? <laughs> right? I don't know. I wish I had that power, though. God, I love that movie. I myself cannot. <laughs> okay, uh... <laughs> This is a great list to do because there are so many great scenes, and with some movies, you can make a top list of that movie alone. I'd be curious to see how different, similar your lists are. All right. Usually when we get a Jim K question, the next show we do, we've done top 20, we've done the next show. We're not going to do it the next show. We will, however, do it. We're going to do it when we do another top 20 show. This will be it. We'll come up with some scenes. Or we might do something else. We've even discussed maybe... Doing more than that on a bigger show. I don't know, but this will be visited again. And Christian, remember how we busted on you because you made a you, you did a thing about uh, Final Girls. Yeah. Guess what you did? I figured out what you did. <laughs> I fucking we asked, we, yeah. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, I'm, I'm calm. I got you. Calm, please. <laughs> we asked the headites for two things during that for the last show. One of them was topics segments, okay, and we took took a list. Then. We also asked them for top 20 lists, and we took recommendations for that. And we decided we were going to do the top 20 VHS and the top 20 best endings, correct? That's yeah, for that particular yeah. show. Now, one of the requests we had was top 20 fave ladies slash final girls in horror films. So you confuse yourself by taking that top 20 recommendation and doing it and looking at it as if it was a segment, you know, idea from a listener. So that's why you did that. Um, I did both. And we also had a worst movies by best directors. And he's still waiting to hear about it because he keeps he keeps commenting on the on the page. So I'm going to answer that question right now because, what? yeah, there's somebody who's like, I really what? want you to. Yeah, I really want you to answer this question. You guys haven't answered it yet. He goes, my well, question was worst movies by the best directors. <laughs> so, of course, one of my favorite horror directors was John Carpenter. And I'd say some of his lesser works were The Ghosts of Mars, The Village of the Dam remake, and The Ward. Yeah. And Wes Craven, is I've already pretty much blew my load <laughs> the last couple of shows. That would be The Hills of Eyes 2, Deadly Friend, Shocker, and Cursed. And unfortunately, George Romero, R.I.P., I'd say Survival of the Dead and Bruiser. Although Wes Craven is up there, I think I have other directors above him, but those are the three that I wanted to feature. Very good. I, I, I'm, of course, I'm unprepared because this was spur of the moment. But <laughs> yeah, we can do, we can do it, Dave. 
We could try. I mean, Argeno. What's my what's my least favorite Argeno film? Oh, Phantom Boy. of the Opera. The, the, that's just it, though. Even though Phantom of the Opera is considered his worst, oh. I watched it, and I don't think it's bad. I don't think any Argento movie is bad. I've never watched a movie and walked away saying it sucked. They, to me, they've always been at least a 5 out of 10, even the ones that people say are bad. Yeah, but that would be your so. choice, and that would be your, your the worst movie. Your, the worst movie, in your opinion, for the best director. For Argento, I would have to say Dracula, only because I, I there's still a, uh, some of the more modern ones that I have to see. I, I I don't even know if I can pick for our general. I guess I could say Phantom of the Opera, but like I said... I never saw a Dracula AD, so I can't pick that. It's not bad, man. Well, I don't know. I, I There's some things about it I like, and there's some things about it I don't. There's a couple good sequences. And same here. It's shot well. Yeah, it's it same here, right. but again, right. it, it's just from the overall body of work from the ones that I've seen. That's the one I'm picking. I grew up loving trauma, and the last time I watched trauma was like two years ago. And I didn't like it, and I don't know why, but it just didn't do anything for me last time I watched it. So right now, it feels like it's at the bottom right now. It's weird to say that, but I don't know. I don't know what happened. You had the Wes Craven thing when I said that, uh, I think because Dario Argento's name was attached to it, and you're younger, you wanted to love everything that came out at that time. And I was very forgiven of trauma too, but I haven't watched it in years, so maybe I'll have the same experience with you, that you, or with you, that you've had uh, with that as well. And you know what? Like John Carpenter, I I haven't watched his shitty. I make it a. I try to avoid shitty movies. So I haven't seen The Ward, and I haven't seen Ghost of Mars. And what's the other one you picked? Oh, Village of the Damned remake. I just some people I saw loved it, it once. Yeah. I saw it once years ago. I don't remember, and I, I haven't gone back to revisit it. So I so I'll, I'll say Village of the Damned. I'll have to agree. What's Craven? I haven't seen it. Well, did he do Hills Have Eyes too? Yeah. Yeah, he did. That was pretty bad. Yeah. You know, see, it, it would all fall in line with pretty much what you said. I'm thinking of, like Cronenberg is another one, and I haven't been disappointed by Cronenberg yet. However, I haven't seen everything. I wasn't that crazy about the one that we watched for, for 2002 or 96. Which one was that, Brandon? Remember? The crash? About, about the crashing. There you go. <laughs> about the crashing. I like that. People, people liked that in the theater in droves. And I just thought it was really cool. I loved what he was trying to do with it. But I can yeah, understand why people might not like that movie. I I wasn't a big fan of Spider. I know Brandon, you said you really liked Spider. I like Spider. I wasn't a big fan of Existence. Existence oh, was really? like a, a like oh. a, almost like a failed update of Videodrome. And I, I yeah. and I wasn't into it either. Yeah. But it, again, like, that's that was a one time watch for me and it's if I revisit it now, maybe I'd enjoy it, so I don't know. I haven't seen it. See, that's just it. I've avoided so many movies. You know that that I I don't even know what to say. You might love them. You never know. You never do. Know. I like. I know. I do. Sometimes I my avoidance of movies ends up being a negative. But I think for the most part I avoid the right ones. But yeah, I'm sure I've missed out on some. You know. But uh, so what other horror directors? Romero. I've never seen Bruiser. I've never like. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Survival of the Dead. Uh, I. I I didn't even see the whole thing, but I wasn't crazy about what I saw. I think Bruiser's the worst of all never, of them. See, I never watched it. See, I, I, I avoid all these shitty movies. So it's, for someone like me, it's not even, you know, I guess I can go back and watch all these shitty movies and report back to you sometime, you know? What about you, but, B? Yeah, what about you? Uh, well, you know, I'm a fan of M. Night's films, but obviously sticking with the horror films, even though he did that stupid sci-fi one and then that, Avatar one. I'm, I'm not going to include those. Um, I would say the happening. It just it didn't translate well. 
no the story it, it just it just played silly and ridiculous plus it was it, it was poorly cast as well uh who else tom holland I, you know i love fright night i love child's play but you know he hasn't done a lot of directing you know i like i like thinner but i mean thinner's the weakest of the three i mean i know he's done other stuff but i think that's those are like the main ones that i know of so like the tempt he did too the temp it was more of a thriller Okay, yeah, I don't, I, just, I don't even remember that one. Fulci, for me, Fulci, uh, Enigma. I only saw it once, but I remember not being too high on that one at all. Well, yeah, he and you said he didn't. I know we had this conversation before. He did Zombie, but he didn't do or Zombie Two, depending on where. where but he didn't do Zombie Three. He wasn't the director of Zombie Three. No. Or Four. No. Okay. Yeah, because those were... I I didn't like those. For me, Enigma was probably my least favorite uh, Fulci film that I've seen. I'm not versed in Fulci as much as I I should be. Yeah, with the Carpenter films, the ones you've actually said, I never saw the uh, Village of the Damned remake. Uh, Never... Started the ward. Couldn't get into it. Couldn't get into it, so... The the Toronto Film Festival, I was so looking forward to it. Midnight Mm -hmm. screening and everything. I fell fucking asleep. Yeah. And, and and I just I could not get into it either. And I did rewatch it, and the whole cast of the Amber uh, Amanda, uh, the the hot chick from Amber Heard. Yeah, Amber. She was there. John Carpenter couldn't be there. Like he doesn't come to Toronto often because when Vampires played at the Fantasia Fest, he didn't come either. So Bastard. unfortunately. But anyway, I came in my pants. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But that's it. <laughs> Finally answered the question. There you go. There you go. Cool. Unless you got any more, B? Are you, are you cool? Did Not off the top of my head. I didn't. Yeah. I couldn't think of directors either. Like a whole lot off the top of my head. Like Toby Hooper. I haven't seen all of them. You know what yeah, I mean? Toby Hooper, I mostly dislike. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. the fucking that's thing, the... man. He's done some fucking wacky shit. Yeah. A lot of them have. Well. I'll think of some more, maybe. I'll think of yeah, some more. Yeah, we could always... We can come back to this. I would, I'll I revisit would. it. Yeah. But I'm, I'm I'm glad you thought to do it, Christian. So who was that that was asking? Do you remember? Well, whoever yeah, you are. I don't think it was Jordy. Um, I don't think it was Jordy. Well, but, whoever. Yeah. But we answered it. Something. It yeah, might have been right, Jordy. See? Fuck, it's the answer for fuck's sake. What do you want from That's me? That's right. <laughs> there you go. So if, you, if you really dope. want us... If you really want us to answer something, just keep pestering us on the group page. Mm. And if you're not on the group page, get on there. Facebook, get on there. Exploding Heads, join. We're there. So many polls, so many things that are there uh, that are relevant to the show. Christian huh? salivating with so many polls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What's next? Triple R's? We got a couple triple R's to go over. I, I know that Christian definitely has an agenda with his, so I'm I'm, I'm definitely curious. Well, yeah, and I think you said you said at the top of the show, like I was on vacation with the the circus last week. It's been a crazy time. The whole summer is going to be crazy. So I actually watched the movies that we did for our main reviews. Uh, but for my triple R's, I want to kind of revisit uh, kind of an update from our our guest spot on the Twenty Two Shot Show and talk about some of the eighty six movies that I fucking watched but wasn't able to talk about. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, we only recorded six hours. I guess they could yeah. have given you another hour if they wanted. Fucking JP. You, you could have stayed on and continued to record after we all went to bed. Yeah, Moods tried. Honorable mentions? Give us three. Moods is like, oh, like number I know, 50. <laughs> he, I think he named every movie he watched ever. <laughs> yeah, some of those weren't even 86. Yeah. <laughs> Can I get a shout out? He just kept going. We're like, Moods. <laughs> anyway. That's my agenda. So you guys will do the usual. Everybody will go, I guess, take a round. But I'll be, I'll be talking some shit about uh, and some good stuff about some '86 uh, uh, gems and, and crap. Gems and crap. I, I like the sound of it. All right. Segment. Gems and crap. <laughs> <laughs> Triple R colon gems and gems and crap. <laughs> All right. So uh, yeah, '86. Go ahead. What do you got, man? You want to start? Oh, you want me to start? Okay, well, here's one. Here's one that utterly confuses me. I know we kind of talked about this during the show. Maximum Overdrive. I don't know if I hate this fucking movie or love it because it is. It's so bad. It's a bad movie. I'll, I'll just. I'll tell you right now. It's a bad movie. But is it, is it so bad? It's good, or is it just a bad movie? And there's so many whacked out moments. I mean, we had. <laughs> The premise alone, I don't know, you knew Stephen King was on fucking coke because how he thought that this made a good movie about the asteroid and being in the tail of the asteroid for uh, six days or seven days or whatever like that and it and it only mm-hmm. affects trucks but cars are not affected and electronics yet, like, but it makes electronics do stupid things. So really, you're saying that what the electronics want to do, and don't get me wrong, I think it's funny as shit, but it makes clocks say, fuck you. And bank machines say you're an asshole. And then like that, it just doesn't even, it doesn't make sense, the movie at all. You have psycho soda pop machines, the steamroller that mows over the kid, (laughs) and and the missile launcher that comes out of like nowhere. Uh, I go, the cars are excluded except VWs, of course, because I think there's one VW that's crazy. Water sprinklers come on (laughs) out of the blue. I guess they're on timers, but I don't know why they, they got affected. You know, there's people, there's that whole scene with um, the girl that says hero. I hate her. She's a horrible lead girl. And what's his face? Emilio Estevez. They have time for sex while this is all happening. Uh, that whole fantastic moment when the waitress is like, we made you! And she goes out and then she just... Oh, gun- yeah. yeah it, it just, she has a freak out, <laughs> whacked out moment. There's so it many whacked out moments here. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. it. Is it great? Yeah. Like, I, I love it, but it's so bad. And this is... this is You're talking about Troll 2 being bad. It's bad. You wish it was never made. This is bad, this is but better. I can watch it over and over yep. and over again. Um, the ACDC soundtrack, I love. We brought yep. it up last show. I love the Bible salesman trying to cop a feel, always putting his hand on her. And then like when he's trying to sell the, the Bibles in the restaurant, well, they're holed up there. And then the truck hits his car and he goes, get out of my way, bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he goes outside. And, and then I love how he's filling up with gas and Emilio Estevez goes up to the truck, starts whispering it like, we've got the best shit on the East Coast, practically uncut. Like, it's just like, Stephen King wrote this shit. Yeah. Uh, he wrote it. Oh, I love Stephen King, it's but he whack, wrote it. But it's great. Yeah. The whole world's yeah. got tits up. And then <laughs> fucking lines like, oh, shit skis, Bubba. I don't <laughs> give a ladybug. 
the Green God. Goblin truck. The fact that there's a fucking arsenal of weapons in the basement of this truck. The downfall is it's a blast to watch. It does. It's a blast to watch. It does drag a little bit in the second act, and mm-hmm. there's no climax. It just sort of ends, but it's watchable yeah. as hell. And like I said, it's a horrible movie. I don't know what to rate it because the part of me that says it's so bad wants to rate it really low, but I, I can continuously watch it. I've loved it since I was a kid and I watched it again for that show and I'll continue to watch it and I like it. So I guess I have to more go for like a six out of 10. Ha! Nice. That's, listen, same grade as me. It was my first time watching it and I still gave it a six out of 10. I actually gave it, it higher than that. Really? Yeah. Well, and, and it could be a ten out of ten, like a talking Avenger bad, but I don't, no. I, I don't know if I could, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's just so fucking bad shit, but I love it. I will watch it over and over and over again. Yeah, I, I graded it strictly on entertainment value because I knew I wasn't putting it in my top ten, but like the entertainment wise, I was like, this is like a seven, seven and a half for me. I'm loving this. Yeah. Well, wow. There you go. So it almost it, made your list. It is entertaining as hell, but it it's is, a bad but- movie. <laughs> The thing with me is the first act was great. It was all stuff that was so bad it's good. But after, by the time the set, by the second half of the movie, it seemed like all that stuff went away and there was no funny moments anymore. It just seemed like it was very top heavy in the so bad it's good department. And I respected it for that. Like I, I caught a, a lot of laugh. I'll, I'll just read my notes quickly. Here's what they say: Final Destination two and five combination, but more fun. That's what the beginning was. It was part two and five combined. If you think about the opening things, um, yo mama, uh, the coke machine attack, yeah. yo mama, <laughs> the yo mama, the coke machine scene, and the kid rolled. Yeah. Uh, I dig the attack music. That ring, ring. Oh, that was a total cycle ripoff. But yeah, it's cool though. I dig yeah. it. I really dig it. Um, when the, the scene of all the dead bodies of... and the dog. What's that? I love how they put it in with the gas shoots out of. He's like blowing into the gas nozzle, and it shoots gas out. <laughs> Like really, we need to have the psycho music there. Yeah, that was weird. And of Go course, ahead. Dave had to bring up the dead dog. <laughs> yeah, the dog. Was... I love my dead dogs. No, I don't. I do not. The I woman don't. strangled by the uh, curling iron or whatever, the hair dryer. I thought that the fact that they needed gas was kind of dumb. If they're machines that are turned on, why would they need gas though? Right. I mean, that's it. It doesn't make any sense. What you like? I mean, not even get past the first stage like i said the whole point of that time machine is to say fuck you 70 degrees 70 degrees time 1040 fuck you honey this machine just called me an asshole <laughs> for what reason like yeah. <laughs> yeah. we're gonna call this guy an asshole that's what we're gonna do <laughs> right yeah they're gonna take time to do that yeah yeah <laughs> shit i don't i don't understand why they mess with the vocals on the acdc song you know what i'm talking you know because you had yeah. the soundtrack did you notice it like they were all. It wasn't Brian Johnson singing lead. It was like all the the harmonies from the whole band were sung in his spots. You know what I'm talking about? I know what you're saying. I think it was just the way that they edited the music the, to the yeah, soundtrack. Yeah. But it's weird. Like they put vocals in there that weren't in the song. So they actually had the other members of the group sing the vocals instead of just the chorus. They sang the lead along with the lead singer. It was just weird the way they did it. I don't know. It was just it was either that or it was something like that. But I know they definitely met with the vocals. I'm like, this is different. <laughs> but anyway, whatever. We we all enjoyed it. That, that's what's important. Yeah, it's fun. It's shit, but fun. Yeah. All right, B, you got some? Yeah. 
I, uh, well, first up, I'll go with a horror documentary I watched called Unearth and Untold The Path to Pet Cemetery. I started it but didn't finish it. Man, what, what a fantastic film. I love horror documentaries about the making of the film. And, and in this case, you know, it covers just about everything with the film. So there's really not much to talk about. But if you're a fan of Pet Cemetery, even if you're somebody who's not that high on Pet Cemetery, Watch this documentary because you start to appreciate it when you hear everybody talking about the experience of making it. I loved hearing from from all the actors, the the girls who played the young daughter because they were played by twins and how they couldn't even sit through the premiere of the movie because they were so terrified of what was coming up. The the approach they took with um, the kid who played Gage. Oh, Miko Hughes. Yeah, Miko Hughes. They had to really um, nurture and be very careful with with, with with filming with him. They originally wanted to go with twins, but I think it was Mary Lambert who really went to bat for him because they saw something special in him and he, and he did a terrific job, but they had to really make it a, a kid friendly shoot. I mean, he was like three at the time and he talks about, you know, these, these faint memories because he was so young, but he has like these faint memories and, uh, they tell a funny story about how, uh, he had to pretend to, uh, eat Fred Gwynn's face at the end and uh, they film the scene and then Fred Gwynn starts screaming and gurgling you know to get the shot and Mika like starts crying and screaming they're like oh my god we traumatized this kid a lot of cool little stories you know Stephen King you know having his cameo in there and and basically the whole idea to shoot in Maine it was really just a great entertaining horror documentary Definitely recommend checking out. It made me actually appreciate Pet Cemetery more. I like Pet Cemetery, but I might love it now. Did it just Instead focus on the first film? Sorry, Brandon. Just the first one. Just yeah. the first one. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, cool. they, yeah, they talked to the guy who everybody's everybody's pretty much in except uh, Fred Gwynn because obviously he passed. But they talked to uh, the guy who played Zelda and a lot a lot of talk about him and that iconic scene because everybody just is terrified of that scene still to this day the best scene in the movie to be honest yeah and, and I, again i i'm not as high in that movie as some but i i can appreciate it for sure i'm i'm with you i i don't think i'm as high on the movie either but after watching the documentary i feel like i want to be higher on it but the documentary was great you know i definitely check it out it's on prime i gave it an eight and a half out of ten for the documentary oh, nice. cool yeah you know, and you know what you reminded me of? I did see a movie. I just totally forgot about the Fright Night documentary. So I, I will. I'll talk about I'm that getting, later. I'm getting to. I'm getting to awesome. that next. Perfect. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Nice. There you go. You yeah. got another one. Cool. Okay. Um, this one is one from the that list that the 13 found footage movies that we challenge you to watch, which I've seen half of them. There's still a few more I have to track down. I think I'm four or five left that are on the list but this one and another one which i'll mention uh have arrived recently on shutter and this one is ghost watch and i talked about this uh, on my found footage show it's it's one on the list but there's 51 movies on that list now officially from my challenge list and this was one of them and i was so happy when because I, I couldn't find it i wanted to rewatch it when i did the found footage show i couldn't find it on youtube couldn't find it anywhere so I was like ah shit and then it popped up on Shutter, so that's great. Uh, but anyway, this is only aired one time. Uh, I think this is a fantastic film because of what went into it. It's it's very believable. It was aired Halloween night in the UK. It's it's the people from 
the news in the BBC. They were actually doing the roles that they normally would do for newscasts and news specials and things like that. And they said, okay, we're going to we're gonna go to this house and uh, there's some things going on and we're going to check it out because it's Halloween night. And it just, it, it comes off so genuine. It's, that's the beauty of the film is that, is that it looks so genuine that it's unbelievable. I, I couldn't believe how good it looked. Because like I said, I've only seen it one time. And I watched it this time. I was like, man, I know why people freaked out when they watched this movie. Because they really they really fell for it. I mean, it's weird because some of the stuff is kind of based off the Enfield poker, poltergeist story. And that was later done in The Conjuring, too. So I thought maybe some people catch up on that. Because they're from, you know, if they're familiar with it, it was one of the most famous hauntings of that area. But not everybody's, you know, up on that stuff. But they do it so well. They bring in a parapsychologist. They bring in, they had the reporters there. They had people calling in. It's almost like a telethon. You ever see like the telethons when people are calling in and they're making donations and shit for like PBS? I used to see that when I was a kid all the time. That's what it reminded me of. In Buffalo. But in Buffalo. It was always PBS in Buffalo. Yeah. Always with the telethons. That's (laughs) just what it reminded me of. But they had skeptics on there. They had people almost like watching a new show with point and counterpoint, like different, you know, politicians and things like that. And, it just looks 100% realistic. There's no reason why I would, I, you wouldn't think that it was real. Yeah, it does go a little bit of haywire in, in the third act because it is a movie. But even then, I mean, if you have any belief at all in, in paranormal stuff, you, you would buy it. So it's a fantastic film. I don't want to say too much. It's a spooky ending, too. It's a 9 out of 10. It's a very believable mockumentary-type film. If you haven't seen this movie, I urge you to check this out. And, I mean, you know that it's not for real because it's a film. And it's unfortunate that I, I wish I was one of those people that was punked. It may not have the same effect on you because you know going in. But look at it with, with the right eye and, and say, hey, the work that went into this was and incredible. And I used the left so. as well? Yeah. He's <laughs> a left eye Lopez. Yeah. <laughs> Go in with the right eye. <laughs> Watch it yeah, with the right yeah. eye. I think is what you said. That yeah. was the best. Yeah, I don't. I don't want you to wear a patch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you can watch it with both eyes. Yes, please <laughs> do. But yeah, nine out of ten. Very good one. Uh, no Rye the Curse is also on Shutter now. That is yeah, one that's, that's also that's been, up, it's been up there for a little while. Yeah, it made my. It's it's on, it's on my list, and a lot of people have seen it. So go check those. Check both of those films out there. Shutter's killing it. Shutter's awesome. They are. They are killing it. Yeah. Yep. You want to hear a funny story, too, as a side note? So th- for the 86 show, I tried to get the Zero Boys. I can't find it fucking anywhere. I don't have it. I, I go to YouTube. There's a shit breeder copy on there. I watch it on YouTube. I go to Shutter. It's on fucking Shutter. Beautiful yeah. HD quality. I'm like, why don't I? I? So I just learned how to filter through Shutter a bit more. I go on my computer now. I just list all. Just give me everything you've got on there. And I, I wrote a list of everything that I want to watch because I hate nice. th- their categories are weird. Yeah. And, and JP did mention it in the last show, but their categories are weird. They just need a simpler uh, like system somehow. The search doesn't always bring up a movie. You bring zero in a search that should come up. No question. But it doesn't always right. work that way. So but yeah, just a funny, a funny story of just watching a shit copy just to get it watched for the show only to find out that a perfect right. version was on the paid service that I'm paying for. Right. Right. You're only paying for it. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. They got to work out some kinks still shutter. And I have the Amazon version and it's different from the, from the version on the computer. And 
some things are available on the computer and not there. Yeah. It, it's just weird the, the, the way they do certain things. But, yeah, I have the Amazon whatever. one too, and I didn't realize until you guys had said it that they're different from the from the other one. I'm sure they'll eventually work it all out and have just well, one one common shutter. It's bullshit because they deny it. Because before I bought it, I, I mentioned it to him on their Facebook page. I go, I heard that so-and-so, some movies that are available on the computer aren't available on the app through Amazon. They go, no, it's all the same. So they completely lied to me. But yeah. whatever. I, I, you, you can't complain because the price is right and the selection is great. We yeah. talked about it last show. So. Absolutely. Whatever. Okay, what's up? What do we got? All right. Well, I guess my next one from 86 is going to be Breeders. <laughs> this was a first-time watch for me. I mean... This is a cheap, goofy, but it's actually a somewhat watchable monster flick. Mm-hmm. I, 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 it's still overall, I said horrible, maybe that's a strong word. It's still bad, but it had a couple of good gory moments, I said, including an exploding head, so I can't nice. all be that bad, and a lot of skin. So I said, I think every move, every woman in the movie gets naked. And this I, was I, on that. Uh, this was on that challenge list that I did. That hundred obscure movie list. Oh really? Oh yeah. yeah. And it has like a super low rating on on the B. Yeah. It's like a three point two rating. But it's I find I found it better than that. Yeah, and and I wrote and I rated it. I go, this may be so bad it's good. And I gave yeah. it a reasonable rating. I said it was a four out of ten. But it was totally watchable for. And I and yeah. I actually said it was one of the better better ones. Like compared to like some of those like like I said spine and. Uh, uh, Nightmare Weekend and all that shit, spookies. Yeah. This was at least kind of goofy and fun. Yeah, right so I didn't watch it. it, so I can't say. Uh. So what's your rating? What do you got? Oh, it was a four out of ten. I said four out of ten. Uh, I mean, I I said, <laughs> yeah, I said fucking four out of ten. Did you? I said four out of ten. Yeah, brick. Yeah. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Okay, open all right. Ears, four out of ten. <laughs> ah, open your fucking ears, jackass. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Let me speak to Brett Weir. Okay, anyway. <laughs> is it me or you? All right, B. It's me. Yeah, it's you. I mean, it's you know what? I'm, you know, I was going to do four, you. but I'm going to combine two of them into one, and you'll know why oh. in a sec, because right. I recently went back and revisited the Chrome Dome films. <laughs> <laughs> no, the late to rest, the Chrome Skull films. Oh, okay. Because I, yeah, you know, cool. I've been seeing a lot of people talking about rewatching and their ratings dropping. And you know what? My ratings dropped severely. Not as severely as Twenty Two Shots ratings. Yeah, man, but, that show was crazy. But, <laughs> but you can see the errors. I used to be super high on these in terms of rating. I used to have the first one at a nine and the second one at like an eight, eight wow, and a half. Wow, man. My my ratings have come down. But let me just say, for the first film. It's still really, really enjoyable, and that's because some of the acting is really good. I love Kevin Gage's characters, Tucker, and Sean Whalen's characters, Steve. They really carry the film. The lead girl, her acting isn't great, but you still root for her. There's also a small appearance by Lena Headey as um, Kevin Gage's wife. She's from uh, Game of Thrones. I love Chrome Skull as a killer. I love the look of the mask. I love... His choice of weapon, it's brutal. The CGI does look a little shoddy now, but but it's still fun. You know, he's got this sort of fetish of, of killing killing these women and then sending the videos to the police. So there's that whole montage at the beginning where you're sort of seeing the after effects of, of everything that he's done. It has a small cameo in it by uh, Lucas Till, who now plays MacGyver on TV. 
He was the store clerk who gets his uh, head blown off. The ending of the film, the, the ending of the film taking place in a convenience store, really well done. It sort of like becomes almost like a, a self-contained movie for like the final act, and, it's, and I enjoy it. And it has a little bit of a downbeat ending, which is good, but it leaves it wide open for a sequel. You know, not knowing at the time that a sequel's coming, you're like, they're definitely going to be doing a sequel. And that gets you excited because I enjoyed The Killer so much. Now, in terms of my rating, like I said, it used to be at a nine. It's it's nowhere near that. I, I still give it a seven and a half, but my enjoyment rating is still just as high as, as it used to be. I still enjoy this film just as much now watching it as I did then, but looking at it with a more critical eye, CGI is a little off. The acting is a little hit and miss. There are some scenes that drag a little, but like I said, the 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 good acting and the good characters in the film save it. And of course, you know, the killer being so menacing. That was the first one? That was for the first one. For the second one, and we, we've talked about loving this in horror films, picks right back up where part one left off. The one thing they did do is they replaced the lead girl in from part one. But it doesn't matter because she's got a very small role in part two. It gets more into what's actually going on with Chrome Skull. At the end of part one, you think they kill him. At the, at the beginning of part two, these almost seem like government agents come in, save him, bring him back to life, only he's severely disfigured. And you find out that they're actually like, it's like a corporation that basically works for him setting up these, these scenarios where he gets to torture these women. And Danielle Harris has a small part in it. Brian Austin Green plays the second in command who sort of wants to take the lead. He kind of wants to take over for Chrome Skull because he's so disfigured. He's like, oh, he's going to die anyway. I'm going to take over as the new Chrome Skull. So he starts donning the mask and going out and killing and so it's like a showdown between two chrome skulls all at the same time while he's obviously trying to get the first girl from the first movie. And then when she disappears, he gets another girl uh, who happens to be deaf. And, and the actor from the first one comes back. He's helping the police out. It's got it's got cool kills in this one. I actually like the kills maybe a little bit better in this one because they have different weapons made up. You see like a whole lab where they're creating... Uh, creating new weapons like Brian Austin Green is like no let's do it like this he's actually like drawing design looks like a jigsaw's like lair yeah yeah I got that a little yeah and again the the ending for this one uh, you know felt a little I don't want to say rushed but like once it ended I was like okay they're gonna do another one but it had been a while but I think I recently read that they are doing a third one but if you stay for after the credits at the end there is a backstory and again a little bit Saw-esque with Chrome Skull's wife, where she's being brought in by the police and being told what's going on. So it's almost like introducing the Jill character. I guess that's why I'm, I, I like this, uh, well, it's not a franchise yet, but like these films as much as I do, because they kind of remind me a little bit of Saw. They're bloody, they're gory, they're fun. There is some nonsense going on, but it's it's enjoyable. And, you know, for, for part two, like I said, I was probably up there in the eight range. I, I, again, I dropped it down a full point. I'm at a seven for that one. But again, enjoyment factor, I could watch these two over and over. I really could. It's just yeah. from a technical standpoint, I recognize that they're not near flawless films that I thought they were. I thought I, re- I, I only watched them for the first time, both of them, since we started recording this podcast. Because I remember mm-hmm. you guys 
you guys, and I think just hearing it in some of the other podcasts I was listening to, were speaking very highly of the film. So I figured I'd check them out. And I remember I enjoyed both of them. I don't remember yeah. when I rated them. I enjoyed both of them. I do recall the acting being spotty. Yeah. And that does affect me. I'm not very forgiving of bad acting. It usually Some doesn't bother. Yeah. I was going to say, it usually doesn't bother me, but especially in the first one, you get really two great performances, especially out of Kevin Gage. He's really, it's a really terrific performance and him interacting with the lead girl. She's just not strong at all that it shows even more. It's, it's one thing if they're all not good actors, if it's all yeah. sort of amateurs, it blends together. But I'm I'm sorry to interrupt. Go no, ahead. no, 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 no. I do it all the time. And then the other thing was I found it kind. Of, both of them are kind of flatly directed. Nothing. Some some great stuff, great effects, but kind of just sort of flatly like, uh, whether it be directed or or if it was the cinematography that was. Uh, yeah, you, you know, it's something off. about the looks of these films. They have that early two thousand look. I don't know what it is. Just the like darker looking almost. Yeah. I, and again, I'm going by memory now too. So yeah, I don't, I don't even know how to describe it. You, you know, you moods, Dave. You guys like can look at a film and be like, oh, it's you know the the, the yeah. color palette of it and something. It just it looks like it's from that time period, from mm-hmm. that you know 10, 15 years ago. Even though it's actually only like eight years ago, but it looks it looks a little older than it should. What was the story with the girl? They were married, or was she just didn't want to return for a sequel? Or she was horrible. I, they didn't want her back. I, she she really was bad in the first one. I really feel like she they probably offered it to her. I don't I don't know why I'm making this up. I have no idea. But assuming. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me a story. I'm about to give you a story that's not even real. <laughs> oh my god! They offered her the part. <laughs> oh, that's great, man. That's great. I'll tell you what. I watched these two movies for the first time ever because Twenty Two Shots covered them. Because yeah. it's funny because everything I'm going to talk about from now to the end of the triple hours is stuff I watched because other podcasts covered them. Oh, so you haven't seen this I did before? Watch... No, I never saw. Oh, it. I thought maybe it was just Brandon that was blowing them. Like, yeah, before. it was me. It was me. But obviously, them doing the show recently got me in the mood to rewatch it, especially after they were saying about how they they didn't hold up. Sorry, Dave. Well, yeah. No, it's cool. I'll tell you what. For me, they were both six and a half out of ten. Same rating. They both had the same things going for them. I thought part two did uh, – what I liked about part two is that it kind of explained away some of the issues I had with part one. Because part one, there was things going on. I'm like, there's no way this could happen plot-wise. But then with the, the things they did in part two explained that there was assistance going on. There's something else behind yeah. it. And yeah. that made part one – it boosted it a little bit. I was like, oh, okay. And it also made part two. It boosted that even though it's in itself. But I was like, okay, this serves to do this. So – Part two, I guess there are some technical things that are not quite as good as, as the first one, I guess. Uh, the kills aren't exactly as good, but they're, they're pretty much along the same in the same vein, and I, I was cool with them. And they're just a couple of, you know, a couple of dumb slashers going there and, and, and see some good kills and six and a half out of ten. So that's where I stand with them both. Cool. So I guess I'm on my trip water. Okay, there you go. I have not seen this movie in the. I had this v, on VHS when it first came out when I was a kid. Used to really like the film. When it was released to DVD, it was not the unrated version. The VHS I had was unrated. When it came to DVD, it was not. It was R rated. And what a difference because all the good gore was cut. And I vowed never to watch it again until it came out unrated. 
Well, it finally came out unrated. Vestron Video released a Blu-ray for Waxwork 1 and 2. Uh, and yeah. I, I don't really care about 2. I, I was never a fan. But I was always into Part 1. And I watched Part 1, and I'll tell you what, it holds up just great. Cheesy, 80s, fun, great kills, great concept. Uh, I don't know if it's nostalgia for me or not, but I don't think it is. I just I think it's a good quality movie from the eighties. I, I I enjoy the film. Uh, it doesn't get an, enough talk, but I enjoy the hell out of it. And it's it's eight out of ten. And there you go. Nice. That's all I got. Yeah, check it out. It's out now. It's on it's on the Vestron label. The Blu-ray is out. It recently dropped on Shutter, but I don't know if it's the right version. And you'll know right away because the first kill with the werewolf. When the werewolf grabs the guy, Tears him he rips half. him in yeah. half. Right. Yeah. And the cut version, as soon as he rips, it cuts away. I mean, that's why I hated it when it came to DVD. It was obvious cutaways. Oh, the vampire oh. scene is totally destroyed in the R-rated version. The, yeah. In the unrated version, there's a whole sequence with him, and you see his leg nod right down to the bone. Yeah. And, and it's non-existent in the R-rated version. And I like part two as well. The whole I love the Bruce Campbell sequence in that. I, I just love... I love both those yeah. movies. I love is a I strong word. Memory. I really enjoy both of those movies. <laughs> what would you give part one? Because do you think eight out of ten? I'm coming in pretty high. I've always liked it that much. I find part one, I love until it kind of gets to the. I love the first two acts. The third act, and then the third act yeah. kind of loses me. That's what I thought it, too. But every, guess what? This okay. time when I watched it, it was only really the last ten minutes. It wasn't the whole third act. Okay. It was just yeah. It, so it, I, it's I, almost I an overstep. It's welcome. It. Yes, I always had that feeling, and it yeah. does a little bit, but not enough to deter everything else good about the movie, the practical effects, the feel of the teens. It's 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 not a slasher, of course. It's, it's almost a creature feature, but it's you know what it is. Most people know what it is. Oh, and I, I, I think I was at seven and a half, eight. Sorry, Dave, there, yeah. but seven and a half, no, eight, no, and I, then the same rating. I had the exact same rating for part two. In, in fact, part two felt like a bigger movie. A vaster movie now. It goes more or action oriented. It's almost like Anthony Hickok said, "Oh my God, I'm going to go Evil Dead Two like style or Army of Darkness." Mm -hmm. Almost even though, right. just like I, I have more money, I'm going to I'm just going to make it bigger or whatnot. Even though I think they actually had less money, if I remember um, um, JP's uh, Vestron episode on that, I think he said Part Two had less money, but yet it feels bigger budgeted and looks bigger budgeted than the first movie. Funny enough. So I thought you could go. At one point, I was an Anthony Hickok's fanboy. I liked Waxwork one and two. Yeah. I and liked I liked <laughs> Full Eclipse, and that made me very excited about Hellraiser three. And I was very forgiving of Hellraiser three as well. And he also did Sundown, that Western vampire movie that was hard to find. Uh -huh. And I and I actually didn't mind that as well. And there's another one I'm forgetting. I think he did the first Warlock. No, oh, Steve Miner did the first Warlock. I think Anthony Hickok did the second. Yeah. What the fuck? Wow. So something okay. like that. But at one point, and then he just stopped making movies, it seemed. Yeah. But, yeah, no, always been a well, fan of those two movies. Fun movies. Right now. I, I have very vague recollections of, of two, and I didn't watch it, and I have it here. But I haven't, I just, I just remember being let down, and I, and I never watched it again. And I never went back to it. But part one, I think, is, is a great film. All right. I don't think I talked about this one. I, I did mention it way back when it was one of the first slashes I watched for 86. And it was called Terror at Ten Killer. Oh, I God. believe we mentioned <laughs> it, but I don't think I actually did my full review. I don't remember. If I did, I apologize, guys. But this is a subpar slasher that starts generically 
falls apart about 30 minutes in as we see the killer tour in all of his glory. So I go, we, I go, we get a decent enough setup, a few teases of boobs, really dark kill scenes, a very poor soundtrack and bad acting. It opens with a requisite kill, which is unfortunately a bad slit throat. And then there's a pool shower scene. Every shot feels like it lingers on too long and uh, before and after the action of the scene, you know, when it cuts and then the action starts, then the action ends and you're still on the shot. That's kind of where I'm going with it there. Uh, we are then introduced to a few girlfriends. One has an abusive boyfriend, Josh, who spouts out red herring lines every word he makes or every sentence he says. Uh, the girls decide to head out for a peaceful weekend at Ten Killer Lake, hence the dumb name for the movie, where <laughs> we meet the killer 15 minutes in. You assume it's another red herring, but less than 15 minutes later, we see him kill. And then the movie tries to set up more red herrings, like Preacher, but we've already seen the damn killer in action. So you're like, why did they bother doing this now? <laughs> and they do. And then I go, there's a cool arm slicing scene and stabbing, but really nothing else. And I mean nothing. I go, this drags on with one uninteresting dialogue scene after another, followed by one more to get to Lake after another. That is until the abusive boyfriend comes to try to save the day. Unfortunately, he doesn't, and Tor drowns in the lake. Or does he? Trust me, any of us can make a better movie up at the cottage with an iPhone. (laughs) And we will. (laughs) Done and done. Two out of ten. Never heard a good thing about this film. Never. And I own this film on like a double pack DVD, and I've never watched it because nobody has ever said anything that might be the highest rating I've ever heard for it. And I, I, I hovered around the one. I hovered around the one. The reason I gave it a two is because slashers are generic. So yeah. give me some. And I thought they did well, some good stuff. I thought they did some good stuff with the setting at the beginning, a little bit after the, the opening kill. And I was like, you know what? I might be into this. I might enjoy this. And nope. It just <laughs> kills itself. Like 15 minutes in, you're like, nope, wrong. And then, and then it's tedious from that point on. I gotta tell you something. You liked it. I never saw it. (laughs) You said something about slashers, and I want to make a statement since I'm not going to do them on my triple hours. I just might end up doing them for the Patreon because uh, um, the the longer time goes on, the the more I'm going to forget, and I'm not going to get to them on triple hours. So I should do something with it because most of them aren't going to make you know my top fifty. But I've been hitting them real hard lately, and I'm just going to say that what you said about slashers, most of them are what? What was the word you used? Tedious. No, not tedious. It's a generic. I said, like generic. Okay. Yeah. I, well, I, what, I, what I mean by that, let me clarify. Then there, there's a formula. There's a specific formula that we're looking for within that. But what we want, or what I want, maybe I'm talking for too many people. What I want is I want people to play with the conventions within that. So set it up as a slasher, but then do something different, like play around with what we our expectations. Right. So. We're going with it back in the 80s. They didn't really do that. They followed, for the most part, they followed the formula to a T. The downfall is you get bad kills, bad acting, dark scenes. And this right. has all of that. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll never watch it. I, know, I don't watch every slasher. I'm Obviously, I'm watching, I'm almost at 80 now for slashers. I'm hitting it. I'm fucking, I've watched 20 since I last saw, talked to you guys. So I'm watching a lot. But here's what I've noticed. I'm just going to whip off these titles quick and tell you that everything here is between a five. And I created a new rating. I created, <laughs> I did. a new number? <laughs> a new number. You I have created a, some. A 612. Yeah. A 6.7. <laughs> 
seven, no, a 6.75. Because I have so many movies that are at a 6.5 and movies that are at a 7 that the 6.75s have a good shot at making the bottom end of the top 50, where I know the six and a half. So there's a difference between certain ones. So instead of putting them in an order and saying they're all six and a half, but I like these ones more than these, <laughs> I have a half a dozen 6.75s, and they'll probably be in the bottom end. But all I'm saying is that these, something works about them, that they all fall. I'm watching all these slash. This is what I love about slashers, that I have not really seen really many, many bad ones. Like here, I'm just going to read off these titles quick. Dark Ride, Night School, Humongous, Rites of Spring, Silent Scream, Bloody Movie, Eyes of a Stranger, Hide and Go Shriek, Simon Says, Mountaintop Motel Massacre, Cutting Class, Chain Letter. Every one of these movies is between a 5 and a 6.75. Every one of them. That's what it is about. This is what I've, I've figured out. This is why I love slashers. Because I'm fine watching a bunch of movies that I can rate 6 out of 10 if they're a slasher. And, they're in that area, and it just seems that, that the subgenre of slasher has the most of them. And I'm just gonna leave it at that. I didn't. I just. I, I just. It popped in my head, and I wanted to bring it up on the show. And you said something about slashers, so. And I'll add one other thing to what you said. Brandon will give you six point seven five in your bottom end. Well, that's why I stood up because I took a six point seven five. But do you see why? Walker, I, I wrote that down. That's the fucking thanks, worst part of it. Thanks for giving me that extra two inches. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Oh. But yeah, the six point seven five had to be created. There's just some movies that I don't. Like no feel... one else has ever created this before. Dave was the first well, one. <laughs> Nobody's ever thought to put these what three numbers together. I came up six point seven five. <laughs> I mean, creative. Z. Okay, it had to be utilized for the purpose of the top fifty list. Is that a better, better, better terminology for you? That's all I meant. That so many movies are six point five, and some movies I just don't feel like putting at that seven. When I think of a seven, there's, I just, I had to create something in between six point five. Not create. Create anything. <laughs> you just put three numbers together that's slightly lower than seven. Which I think, I think. Fucking uh, Watson. Watson's been doing it forever. Yeah. It's sliding scale. <laughs> Jason Lloyd, I think, does it too. Yeah. yeah. People do this. Yeah. But we're taking full credit from just, this moment forward. Dave's you, you created it. You created it. In fact, that should be a donation. They could give $6.75 <laughs> they get to create whatever they want on the show since you created that number. We're like you the Steve Jobs of podcasts. I love it. Dude. Apple. I love it. The Apple of the rating for my personal use for the first time ever. That's what I mean. I, I came up with I've never used that rating before, but I, I had to for this particular reason. I, it had it became part of my my rating system. It, it was implemented into the system. Therefore, I created it for my own purposes. I, oh, I didn't awful. mean to sound pompous. I, I, just, Say something, Brandon. Did you hear the new Exploded Heads episode? Tame Z just created a new rating. <laughs> what a, 6.75. What? Yeah. <laughs> I'm donating to the Patreon now. <laughs> oh, okay. I understand. That's fucking amazing. <laughs> You're up, B. I don't want to follow that. <laughs> one more. Oh, God. All right. My last triple R is the documentary You're So Cool, Brewster, The Story of Fright Night. Nice. Did you create this? 
I know, but I uh, I created my rating for it, and you'll see when I when we get to it. <laughs> I create I created a new number. Eight point two five. I bet. A new number. <laughs> no, this is a new number. He took a fucking mathematician. Um, three and a half hours of straight up interviews and and behind the scenes footage of Fright Night. Now they do show some clips at the beginning from Fright Night too, so you think you're gonna get that, but you don't, which is fine with me because I didn't want that. I wanted to focus strictly on Fright Night, and if I, if it is possible to love and adore a film even more after watching a documentary about it, then this this would be the documentary that did it for me because this was just phenomenal. Here, here. Hearing hearing everybody talk about this film was like hearing them in person. I, I was lucky enough to meet uh, Amanda Bierce and Stephen Jeffries, and they did a panel, a Fright Night panel. Uh, and they they spoke so highly of, of Tom Holland of Roddy McDowell, of Chris Sarandon, of everybody involved with the film, even even small supporting characters, and then in in the documentary, it's it's more of the same. They're just they're speaking so highly of the experience, and the best part of this film, besides obviously hearing the actors talk about how much they've embraced this film and embraced the fandom that it's created, because everybody is pretty much doing the the convention circuit now, and it's strictly for this film, even though these actors and actresses have gone on to have successful careers. They're all still working and they're all still relevant. But the behind the scenes effects, the craziness of what went into these effects and, you know, the sort of reckless abandon that they that they used with these. I mean, they were practically like almost blinding each other, shooting some of these scenes with chemicals that would never be allowed today. And it was just amazing talking about the transformation scenes. You know, scenes we talk about the, um, and it's one of my favorite transformation scenes, the American Werewolf in London. And in this one, and I never even looked at it that way, but it's a reverse transformation. It's a full-on wolf to a werewolf back to a human. And hearing them just talk about it and showing how they did it, it was just, ugh. It's amazing. It's it's so worth your time. I would have watched this all in one sitting had it not been like three in the morning when I was like halfway through and I was just like, <laughs> I just, I got to go to sleep. The movie, I don't think anybody, you know, would be surprised. It's a 10 out of 10 for me. And the documentary is a 10.125. <laughs> no, the documentary is a 10 out of 10. This is a perfect documentary. To accompany wow. a perfect film, it really is. The only thing, like I said, with um, Pet Cemetery, not having Fred Gwynn because he had passed away. Roddy McDowell obviously passed away, so he was in this one. He was killed by a monkey. It's I think in in real life. I agree a hundred percent. I had to watch it in two sittings too. I started yeah. before and then I I finished it off, and that's why as soon as you started talking about a Pet Cemetery uh, documentary, I'm like, holy shit! How did I forget that I watched the Fright Night one? Uh, and what a treat! Absolute treat. Amazing. Uh, pretty much I echo exactly what you said. Fun movie. Oh, my. It's so good. I loved it. I yeah. really did. And what and I was going to say is that the guy that does the Rodney McDowell parts is yeah, spot oh, on. He's spot yeah. on in the movie. Like yeah, he's, I forgot. He does a great do the, job. The faux um, yeah. Peter Vincent character. And, uh, Rolling he's, the he's, R's. He's, he's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. He's hilarious. Yeah. It's, it's, it's terrific. Right. You know, right. I, I feel... 
I feel bad because I, I, I feel I missed out on something because I didn't grow up with this movie and everybody holds it up so high. I wish I would have saw. I wish I could have got past the name when I was young or somebody would have said, oh, let's, what, let's run it anyway, Dave. But it didn't happen because I feel like I'm missing out on something. Even that expression, that, that line, I should say, you're so cool, Brewster, falls on deaf ears with me. But all you guys know what it is, and it's like something you hold high. And, I've, I, of course, I, I respect it being a film fan and a horror fan about shit like that. I, I, man, I should I should, I should have watched the movie. I'm going to watch it again, and then I'm going to watch that doc. But I yeah. feel I missed out. I just couldn't get past the damn name. You know what I was thinking? The other day I was listening to a podcast, two podcasts in the same week. And they brought up a movie called Super Troopers, and they were talking about it. You know, same fucking thing. Such a stupid-sounding name, I could never watch that movie. Super Troopers. It sounds like a six-year-old little boy would fucking say. I don't know. It just. But it's a funny, it, goofy it's a funny movie. It, is. it might be. It is. But the name it's just turned me off. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is it? Well, wow, how the fuck did it get by me? Wow. Yeah, anyway, that's the guy's a broken lizard. The guys that did Club Dread. Yeah. Did the name just seeing the name when it came out turned me off? Same thing with it. Just the name with a, with a, when the when the two words rhyme, it just reminds me of something very kitty, and it just always turned me off. And damn it, I should I, I feel bad for for missing out on the Fright Night train because I, I see how much you guys love it, you know. But I'm gonna watch it. And I'm gonna watch the thing again. But check yeah, it out. Definitely. Breaking news. Breaking news. I just got a message sent to me from uh, Rob Kopensky. You know who that is? I know you know. Him. Be, yeah for sure yeah okay christian you probably know him but he listens to us listen to 22 shots anyway he just sent me a message just got it now that's why i was distracted for about a minute before because i was like what the hell is this but i looked <laughs> and this is what it says so you know i'm listening to the 86 show and you remember the spiel you were giving on the hitcher so i decided to watch it tonight with my wife and i kid you not about halfway through my wife is like why are we watching this it's so unbelievable. It's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was listening to you all over again. It was absolutely hilarious. Just had to share. <laughs> My wife's name is Nikki. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, did, yeah, did he beat his wife? <laughs> See, it's her first time. She's seeing it with the right eye and the left eye <laughs> for the first time with no nostalgia, no nothing as an adult watching it and saying the same thing I said. So it's not just me. Fuck Thank this you. breaking Thank news. You. I thought he had the Tom Zavidi fucking thing. I thought he had grand it's illusions. Never <laughs> it's, it's never going to happen. Gonna... You had a grand illusion. The whole You're having illusions the whole fucking story. <laughs> I'm having illusions. <laughs> That's your new theme song. I can't wait <laughs> to validate this. I am going to fucking be so happy. So very happy. I, I am too. I'm going to be happy for you. I will. I will. But yeah, thanks, Robin. Nikki. Her name is Nikki. So, yes. Well, I'm having what's... illusions. All this confusion's making me mad inside. Okay. <laughs> Fucking me up in my mind. Okay. Um, That's pretty funny, though. I'm going to say one thing. This is my last triple R, right? I'm going to, I'm going it, to, it, it's. I'm not, I'm not even going to pre it because it's going to sound long. But I watched this movie for the first time since it dropped on VHS when I was a kid because Kill the Cash was covering it. And damn it, I couldn't stop watching these movies, right? I watched Puppet Master for the first time in years since it dropped on VHS. And what do you mean you and couldn't stop watching them? You started going through the whole series? I did. And let After me tell you three, something. they're horrible. Well, hold on. I'm going to say what I got to say. Yeah. Part one 
you're like, fucking was good. <laughs> part one was good. I like, I like, I like all the friggin' uh, Barbara Cramp. I like the dolls are cool as fuck. I'll tell you right now, the, the stop motion, the way it's done, the creativity of the dolls. I, I would actually collect them. If when I had the money, I would totally have Blade and Tunneler and fuck it. And then I think they're cool as fuck. I had. <laughs> I know why you want Tunneler. <laughs> ben Ooh, why does he smell funny? <laughs> oh, what the fuck? Sounds like a dentistry. Uh, part one is the best. Part one is the best. I've heard people say three is the best. Part one is definitely, I really enjoyed it. I'm not going crazy about it, but I enjoyed the movie. It has, you know, a lot of things you want in a horror movie. I give it a seven out of 10. Then I watched part two because I loved the Dallas so much. I wanted to see more of it. So I said, okay, well, I'm going to continue on. And so I watched part two Eh, very run of the mill. Wasn't into the, the, the meaning behind it. And it just coming right after one, it just, you could tell it's a, a drop down. I give it a five and a half out of 10. Then I watched three and I had high expectations because everybody's raved about three and I watched three and I liked it. Uh, the thing is I, I'm a big, I love blade. And I, I like that you, he gets his big moment, like the last 10 minutes of the film, but the whole movie, I'm like, where the fuck is blade? Cause he's my favorite one. He's cool. You know, <laughs> I was like, where's blade? What's going on here? Love but, Wesley Snipes. I enjoyed it. <laughs> I enjoyed it. It's a period piece, you know, so I'm not always the biggest in, in the period pieces. But it was still good. I would I still give it a six kisses. out of ten. <laughs> Visual kisses. Angel kisses. Oh. Oh, you angel. said period piece. <laughs> Just... Oh, for Christ. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, but three, I like it. Six out of ten. And then I then I continued on with four because I hadn't had my fill. After four, I've had my fill. I went to the four. <laughs> it's not bad. I rated the same as I, as I rated part two. I give it a five and a half out of ten. I, it wasn't terrible. It's just average stuff, but not on the, not on the power of the first one. And, and three did a decent job. So there you go. That's all I got. Puppet Mystery one through four. But they're on three and four are on Shutter. One and two where the one and two are on Hulu. And then all the rest of them are on Shutter, or Prime, one of the two. But nice. So yeah, check them it's out. It's been a while since I watched those. I might, I might go back and check yeah. a couple of them out. It's fun. It, it, it's they it's dumb fun, fun at bedtime. Yeah. yeah, I put it on. I watch the dolls. I like, I like the, I like the stop motion. I like the <laughs> I like kills. the dolls. I put the dolls. On. I do. I like the puppets. Give They're me cool. I love these fucking ghouly Muppets. Look at these little <laughs> bastards. Some people <laughs> use oh. gerbils. I use the fucking puppet masters. <laughs> <laughs> They're cool, dude. I mean, even the, the girl with the fucking leech woman when she spits the leeches, that's fucking badass. It yeah. never looks really fake. I mean, obviously, I know that they're puppets and bells, but... The way it's done, it looks good. Um, it's not obvious There's... that you know that they're puppets and dolls. Yeah. It's got fucking you know puppet what I mean, master. Though? It looks good. It's not fucking... It doesn't... It I, I don't know. I thought it was going to look you, stupid. I, I, I like the way they look. The full moon movies at the beginning, I kind of was into. I watched the first four or five puppet masters. And then I actually went back and watched like like a couple of years ago, watched like 10 or whatever they were up to at that point. It was horrible. It was like direct the video. It was garbage. Uh, but then yeah. I also remember loving demonic toys. I watched doll man. And then they did a smash up of those of doll man versus demonic toys, which I remember being entertaining, stupid, but fun. Ish. Yeah. I, love, I love how animated he is. Yeah. That that should wrap it up with triple R's. Unless you want something, unless you want to do something else quick, Christian, for your, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I, Cap I had more notes, but I mean, at the end of the day, we've we've talked about the films here and there, so I'm good. You got you got it out of your system for now. I'm happy. Okay, cool. I'm going to uh, do this thing real quick for our um, for the giveaway. We have three things to give away. 
So it's between the numbers of one and three. Hold on. No, no, not one. <laughs> I'll take two. I'll take two. <laughs> not one and three. We have 60 US, we have 10 Patreon, and we have 12 outside of the US. So 60, 70, we have 82. So I'm going to put this in between one and 82. And we're going to do this. Is 6.75 an option? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if it comes up. I got, I got it on. <laughs> All right, generate. Let's see. That was perfect Very good. timing. <laughs> 24. 24. We all saw it, everybody. We did. Now, 24. Let me look at it and see who the hell it is. All right. All right. All right. 24. Give me Jim one K. second. No. <laughs> Jim K. from Tamara. <laughs> Maybe. Knowledgeable and funny. Frederick Michael Voorhees. Give this podcast a listen if you like horror movies and a dose of comedy. All three hosts know their stuff. There you go. So Sounds Frederick, like a fake name. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> what are the know? odds of having a name like that? <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. So contact us. Generate again between 1 and 82. Boop, 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 boop. 27. Discount three more from Frederick. Michael Chucky. Thank you. You're right. 25, 26. Hey, it's Freeze. Donanelli. Hey, Donanelli. You win a Pantera CD. <laughs> <laughs> the best of. Nice. Very good. And we've read his before because that's how he came up with the Don Freeze Anelli. So I, I, that's one I know. Yeah, to... he's won before. I yes. sent him some stuff. Oh, there you go. Well, see, Lucky yeah. Don. All right. And one more for the road. Generate. Beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep. 17. 17. <laughs> Why don't we put the names in and, ra- and this way we just get a random name instead of a random number? Next time I will. Jeez. I'll do Jesus. <laughs> from Fred. <laughs> Fred the Wolf. Great show for horror fans. I miss the old banana laser, but Exploding Heads is a great successor to the throne. I love the concept of reviewing an old film and a new film. Wow, it's the right yeah. show today. Yeah. But Dave Z, Brandon, and Christian providing some great info and insight on each. Definitely recommended. If you want to relive films with cool people who know what they're talking about and or learning about new ones worth checking out. So there you go. So there you go, guys. Contact us. Send us a message. Do what you got to do. Prizes coming your way. We'll Red do the it again. Wolf. Get... Red the Wolf. Red the Wolf. <laughs> so, boom, that was nice and quick. Thank you. Okay, so, ready for feature? This is it, our last review of the night! And the movie in question is Among the Living. Did you know that was what an Anthrax song? <laughs> Shut what? <up>. And <laughs> it's an album. Among the Living is their second studio album. Check it out. Great song. Yeah, so Among the Living, 2014, directed by Alexandra Bustillo and Julian Mori. The folks who brought us Inside, Livid, a segment of ABC's of Death, and about to bring us Leatherface. Three kids skip school in order to explore an abandoned film studio lot where they catch sight of a woman being dragged across the lot by a masked man. Which is not true at all. Not in that way, no. no right. They, they see you in a trunk. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes. but that's fine. Yeah. 
at least they say at least it says abandoned film studio. I think I've read somewhere where it said abandoned amusement park, and I was like, that's not an amusement park. It's a film studio. It's oh, a Blackwoods film, Black film studio. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I, you know, I, I mean, I don't. You know, it's weird. We kind of we do jump all over the place with with films, and but I'm gonna say with this one, and I'll tie it into to the first act, is that I felt like this movie was was three films in one almost. It didn't know what it wanted to be. It had elements. The opening act is elements of like Inside, where it's gonna be like a straight yes. up like war film, and totally. then it has elements of just like a tv drama almost and then it has elements of a supernatural film and i'm not saying it's a it's a bad thing i just felt like it needed to be more cohesive but i did i did like the opening as apart from a few shoddy cgi moments i thought i thought the gore in inside was so much better the effects in this one you could tell just looked very fake Uh, I, i didn't have a problem with the effects um, no, I thought the o- I thought the opening was interesting. I thought maybe they they oh. they tried to go a little inside esque with the stabbing yeah. of the pregnant body and and the slit neck. And I thought the slit neck was it was like a half a slit neck. And well, I, think- I, I you know what I like the half a slit neck. I actually said to myself, "Wow, finally somebody who cuts half their neck and is like, holy shit, this hurts, I'm dying." You know, yeah. versus somebody's yeah. able to slit from ear to true, ear. True enough. True enough, and it's funny. Like they always seem to go up, and they're like, "I'm going to do this in full force," and then she ends up doing it very slow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but the opening is interesting, and you're like, it. It kind of is like, what the fuck is going on here? But I like that dialogue. Yeah. I like that whole setup of uh, we're gonna we're gonna get a new life and a new family, and we're gonna to you know live uh, among the living. And funny enough, though, on, on IMDb they say a, a, a more accurate translation of the French title would be. In the eyes of the living, or through the eyes of a li- of the living. Yeah, Which I thought was interesting to read. I thought that was yeah a cool little read that tidbit of information. Did you well, guys I'm get the have questions? Okay, in the opening part, you have questions already. No, I'm I'm gonna have questions when we get to spoilers because right away with the beginning and something that happens, uh, I'll try to say without even spoiling it. First of all, let me say one thing. It's interesting the way the movie Inside ended and the way this movie began and the actress involved. Yeah. It's kind of interesting, right? Yeah, Think the, about same it. actri- the same actress. It's, it's, it is kind of uh, yeah, vicious. And she must be pregnant in real life. Oh, yeah. Did you see her feet? Her feet she was, so was big swollen. all around. Yeah, and her yeah. feet were swollen as hell. I was like, damn, that's a big woman. I'm not yeah, necessarily she, she saying that any – I'm not saying that this is a bad thing. But this is a very straightforward film. Yes or no? I don't think there's it, a lot of a depth. Stra- it's a straightforward film yeah. that could have had a lot more depth. I'm confused yes. by it still, so I don't know how straightforward it is. See, I'm not confused by it at all because I think it was nah. so straightforward. The problem was everything just happens too conveniently. And I think maybe that's what you have the questions for, but that's the problem. It was, yeah. it was like it was set up, slam cut to a kids that are you get to know the kids a bit they're friends it turns into stand by me almost there's the some beautiful shots. that's yeah that's actually my favorite part of the film is is the segment with the kids i actually wish the film had kind of stayed in that type of atmosphere versus versus jumping around between being a gore film and even kind of exploring supernatural elements obviously at the beginning of the film we get an explanation of of what's going on with the government uh 
with the germ warfare. I think that they talk about they allude uh, to it. They get well. They they don't just allude to it. They yeah. They talk about, tell they talk about yeah. weapons being <laughs> used on their yeah. own soldiers and mutations and DNA and sexual deformities and mental conditions. So it gives you enough because I went back. I actually watched this twice, and so I was really paying attention to the beginning, knowing knowing what was being said was actually important in regards to one of our characters, Clarence. Listen, I'm confused. Okay, let me try to say without spoiling. I think I can do without spoiling. In the beginning, when we see what happens, and when we see the woman walk in the room, and she says, I put up with your stench for four years, and the whole nine about that, that person's name is Clarence, correct? The person that she's bitching about? Yes. Okay, now, when one of the persons in question... Pardon me. Well, we already we already gave it away because we said this the throat is slit. Okay, when the other individuals in that household leave it, from the shot I saw, you would think that there were three. There are three. Yeah, they took the okay, baby out. Okay, then what the fuck is happening later on in the movie when I only see two? No, the no. baby's in the jar on the table in the uh, in the underground bunker. No. So okay. it, it's just in a jar. You're telling yeah, me? Yeah, well, it's dead. It's dead. I don't get that at all. I uh, okay, okay, maybe we'll talk I'll talk about tell you. spoilers. Okay, oh then. fuck, man! No, I got to Unless you could say it without spoiling, go ahead. No, I can't, and that's the problem. Like this okay. movie's the movie's not a long movie, and I, it's so funny that you said that, Brandon. I came across with a totally, totally different rendition of everything. Oh, you see I it in no the clue. underground hatch when the kids go down there, right on the table. <laughs> okay, we're, I almost want to go into spoilers right now because I got to <laughs> spoil it. Wait. Because okay. I think we slam cut and we're now like 10 years in the future. Like after that opening two, scene. We're actually two years later. Only two years? Yes. Only two years. Then, Only two then, years. Okay. Well, then everything that I just thought is um, okay, out the window then. Yeah, because, because he's, four, he's four years old. Clarence is four years old at this. And then he's referenced as being six at the end of the Correct. movie. Exactly. Okay, but he exactly. looks so he's also mutating and uh, growing at an abnormal rate because he does look like a kid in the first scene, and he's a full yeah. adult later. It's so sort of maybe like heart- maybe maybe I'm not wrong in my thinking of where I thought it was going. But if you're telling me that you see the baby in a jar later, then I'm not thinking. I thought I I saw a baby in the jar, and I assumed that was the baby that he cut out of the wife because okay. he, he's so gung ho on family. And uh, well, I'll explain what I thought happened later. I felt like this was a horror version of Jack with Robin Williams. <laughs> <laughs> Clarence, I'm telling you, man, oh, that God. like the kids are great and you've got these, Terrific. these stand by me slash the Goonies as I ever read about kind of feel to, to the setup with them and the exploration Good. and being a kid. And they ca- they definitely captured that feeling. There's almost Spielberg esque shots mm-hmm. in, in some of that opening. And I don't think I'm hyperbole in it here. I think there's some cool things that reminded me of movies that I grew up with that you, you could kind of relate back to. But ultimately, I think the parts of this movie are better than the whole. And I think that's yes, yes, you're absolutely right about that. I, I, man, the kids were terrific. The backstory of the kids that they're all connected from from the fact that they just have I don't want to say all have dysfunctional families, because when we get to know Victor, the lead boy, his family is not so bad that he has. But uh, they've all had issues with, with family. Well, he says and, that and his stepdad's an alcoholic, but he, I think he was lying because it seems like he's a very, yeah, a very caring guy. He wants, he wants well, to look that, That's the, the thing. He said yeah. he was an alcoholic yeah. who, who uh, broke his arm changing a light bulb, and he is wearing the right. cast. So he might have done that, but he was like a 
delightful stepfather. He's like, yeah, right. Agreed. <laughs> trying to get the kid to watch, like, go through, look at the stars. And, and he's always like, you know, looking out for him and wanting him. And he's like, yeah, your mom's a little crazy. Don't worry about it. Uh, yeah, he was like, almost like proud of what he did. That he yeah. was being rebellious. I, I love the, I don't know if the actress's name or even the character's name, but, uh, that that bitch teacher. teacher yeah oh my god oh, your father's when she said, just yeah. when she said to the when she said to the one boy your father's punishments are just and fair yeah. the one who beats him oh my oh. god yeah man oh what a scumbag i loved it I, I wish i wish the whole movie had been these three kids together so somehow. from a, from a plot standpoint yeah, weird. i'm i'm going to say from a plot standpoint just to set up the so we get that setup that we kind of spoke about and that was like the first ten minutes of the movie. Then yeah. you, you cut to these kids and you get to know the kids a bit. They skip mm-hmm. the last day of school to avoid detention or their last day of school, which I would have done too. Go fuck yourself, teach. I'm not coming <laughs> to detention. And then sure. they go out and they have an adventure. They go to this backwoods film studio and accidentally or open up a trunk because they saw that a car, they thought it was someone else that was looking at uh, looking after them and they saw that the car had been towed there. They open up the trunk and there's a girl in there. And I think this is the plot. Like, I, I don't think this is. Yeah. Plot. So they, they shut it. They get freaked out. And of course we get reintroduced to Clarence. And yeah. right. simply by witnessing this, it goes on a bit longer, but I'm not going to go into detail simply by witnessing this. The decision is made that the kids must be eliminated so that they could keep their existence a secret. Yeah. And, and I ultimately think- that's the movie. <laughs> And and it makes sense to me, and I can justify it simply because one, this is a story about almost about like the father son relationship and the family relationship, and, and in this case, Clarence's father. What 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 was his name? Did he even have a name in this? The father. I don't, I don't recall. So. I don't recall. I don't think so. But uh, he 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 loves Clarence so much. He loves his family so much that he's Isaac. Isaac. He's he's doing anything he can to protect him. And he found this perfect place, this abandoned lot that this is ideal where, where he can, you know, have his family and and be away from society. So when, when that's threatened at first, I'm thinking, you know, there's really no need, but, or why does he say given, given a few things that happen later on the film, but I, I get it now, you know, he's obviously doing some sort of drugs. He's always wearing that masks and, and inhaling smoke. I don't know what he's, what he's smoking, but he's crazy. And he just says, they'll find you. They'll, they'll take you away. You, they have to be eliminated. And so I get it. He's ultimately looking out for his son. And that's the setup you know? for the second act. The, yeah. That's, through, like, and then the it turns the into movie. like three individual, like home invasion films. And it's, it, it's, it's entertaining. It really is. It, I, well, I it's fast paced. Yeah. It, it's it, very fast paced. I do have issues though. A little bit of been there, done that. Almost too much been there, done that. They fall into kind of tropey, cliche, urban legend esque things. Like, I don't have a clown mask. Well, that oh, was a, that. that was an homage. You love that? No, I thought that was. I loved a... it too. And you were talking about Spielberg, and that's like an homage to ET. See, did I... you even see the ET? Stuffed animal right behind the clown mask. No, I thought it was a really? ripoff of this the old story of. We the babysitters there. I really the no the babysitters watching the kids at home, and they're like the parents call and she's like, uh, everything's going well, but I really hate that really creepy oh, yeah. statue clown statue you yeah. have. We don't have a clown statue, uh, and it, it uh, and, and I don't know. Like I just I thought that that it, it reeked too much of that too, too similar to that almost, 
And I then, loved it. It did, except it was a clown mask that he left there. It wasn't an actual fake clown. It was like a sign from him saying, All right, you're next. Yeah. All right, cool. So I, I liked guess. it. I, I can understand that. But And then the old wife talking to someone in the bed. See, I liked that. I thought what followed in terms of that particular scene was a little silly. Once you get the kids and get out of the house. The fact that she's going around the house making sure the kids are still sleeping while there's an, an intruder that in the house. That was weird. Like, call the police. Make sure everybody's okay. Check on the kids. No, get the fuck out of Dodge is what exactly. they do, right? So I understand that. I understand why, that. Why they had a car dealership. And why do they want to fight the guy? If I thought someone was in the house, I'm getting the fuck out of there too. I'll, yeah. I'll wait in the car or whatever. The biggest but- the biggest issue for the film is, is the, I don't want to say inconsistencies because there is a sort of unknown element to, to Clarence, but there are certain scenes. It's like, how does he know certain things? Is it part of this mutation that he's able to know where people live. Yeah, they, they, he just that's, automatically knows who they are and where they live. That's yeah. easy. either that's well, quote he unquote knows, supernatural. He knows one because the flyer, because yeah, of the flyer. He gets a scent. He gets a scent. He obviously has powers. See the way the fucking thing looks. It's not of this earth completely. It's it's yeah. a it's a thing. You know what I mean? So that I never questioned. I was like, okay, maybe he just got their scent and that's all he needs. You know what? It, I, can, it, I, can, I never questioned it. I can buy that. Yeah. I can buy that. But um. It also an inconsistency in terms of his ability to take so much punishment and abuse and then the next second be knocked unconscious by a by a by a pan. Hmm. He took he took a hockey stick to the head from the father who was well built and then the little kid hits him over the head with a frying pan and he's unconscious. It's it's just I mean we're literally nitpicking. Yeah. I'm literally nitpicking here. Well you're not really Yeah, I remember that. My 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 issue with the film overall is that it, it just feels like three films in one and I wanted it more cohesive. But did he have <laughs> to kill the baby? Like That's where I feel like the movie kind of like just pushed it to the boundaries. I think they just wanted to go the extreme route again because the baby's not going to do anything. It just I think that was just you put think in the there. the baby died? The, well, no, the baby didn't die, but the, he's standing over it for the threat in what that one scene was in, in, the, in the baby monitor. And then on the second scene, he throws it into a fucking dryer. Yeah, but yeah. why was it in the? Was it a dryer or a washing machine? I think it was why a was it a washing machine or dryer? Why? But I'm just saying, why? Why the kitchen? Why was it in the kitchen? Oh no, no. That, well, hey, I've seen enough American movies where the, I've 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 always questioned that deal. They they've got a country kitchen, and all of a sudden the, the washer and dryer in, in the corner over there. I've always questioned that. Going is that an American thing? So maybe it's a European thing that they've got the washer and dryer in the yeah. kitchen area. All the, the appliances. Well, there's it, I was there's. Shocked. There's water, there's plumbing, and whatever. I know, I just never seen it. That's what like the dishwasher should be. It looks like it would be the dishwasher, and it would have worked if it was a dishwasher. You know what I mean? The same thing. You could you could put a baby in a dishwasher easily. You know what I but mean? It, just, it, it, seemed, it seemed weird, but I guess they just wanted it in there for the timing of being able to do everything that happens within that scene for for the battle. But then it takes it one step further so that you have the ultimate showdown back at the backwoods. Is that what's called the yeah, and there's, and there's a yeah. little issue with um with not the fact that the because the police officer does follow uh Victor, so you do so he does know where he's going because they investigated it earlier in the film, so he would be able to find it again and and eventually find the open hatch. But it's like they show up two seconds later, so he went back to the house, picked up the mother, and yeah. and the other cop, and then went back. It's like it, the cut, the editing was a little a little weird. Yeah, I, I again, I I went around, I went on with it. I wasn't too too concerned there. Uh, there is that absolute jaw dropping, no pun intended, gore effect 
It, did, it seemed a little, it looked a little fake to me. Well, obviously it is fake, but yeah. it looked a little. I, I liked it. I liked yeah, it. there was good kills in the finale. I liked it. It looked fine. I, did, I didn't have any issue with that. That was I liked shitty. it, and I, am, I feel like I'm being cryptic because I really want to get to the last part of the movie, but I feel like I like, there's no way I can. We will in just a minute. We yeah, will. I will. We'll wrap it up. We'll do it. We'll wrap it up. We'll do. Spoilers I love the look. The, the look of the look of Clarence makes complete sense given the opening um, dialogue being heard over the TV. The the sexual deformities, the the mutations. I mean, I, I buy the look. He looks otherworldly, and uh, you know what? It's fine. And the fact that he acts the way he does, the fact that he tries to kill a baby, the fact that he. Even some scenes. Well, he hides the baby. I don't think he's trying to even kill the baby. I think he's just trying to hide it for some reason at the time. Yeah, maybe that's it? even it. He he just you doesn't know? know because he's still a kid. And the way right. he fights, he kind of like he he, he kind of punches slaps, and plays slaps a couple he's times. Slaps. Yeah. with ridiculous yeah, strength. He plays yeah. around. With the, he plays around with the stepfather with the thing like that. Yeah. That scene I thought was cringeworthy. Oh, that movie. was good. I it liked was great. That, too. that was see that yeah. gore was great. I thought some of I thought the CGI at the beginning and the CGI with the the jaw drop was a little. Oh, that happens in Inside. Inside goes a little batshit crazy at the end too, where you're you're kind yeah, of like zombie, okay, zombie cop. yeah, zombie yeah cop. a little too much. Like, come on, <laughs> come on, come on. But it's how about uh... the sackhead? You guys see the sackhead in the beginning? The the, the fucking Jason 2 sackhead tribute? No. You didn't see the trick-or-treaters in the beginning? One of them had a fucking sackhead? Oh, yeah, yeah. You oh, yeah. Really <laughs> yeah. I got rid of the trick-or-treaters. Good, good. I know. Yeah, yeah. I noticed that right away. And this is the thing. The way it began, I thought it might have been the strongest open of the year. I love the way the movie began. and I, It felt like something from the people of Inside. Then it cuts, and we go to the kid. And did you guys think that... Victor, who's you know, for all intents and purposes, he's, he's kind of like the lead kid. Did you guys think that Victor was like Clarence, and it was like years later at first, and that it yes. was going to be his story? Yeah, well, I, I thought that's what they're trying to do. Yeah, and it went to a whole different thing. It went from that amazing beginning. This is this is a very this movie's kind of one of a kind because it starts off that way, then it goes into that stuff, and it's amazing dialogue. It's stuff we haven't heard in a while. A little bit like Stranger Things, but not, not even more. Like, like Stranger Things because it's more the, the 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 kid was calling the other kid a fairy and stuff like that. You wouldn't see that in most things nowadays. Maybe because it's from France. But they were ball bossing the way kids in the 80s would do it. Oh, it was great. Was, it was great. It was great. It was great. It was, it was like these, these, you could tell they were best friends. And um, Yeah, man. I'm not, I'll, I'll mention it when we get to spoilers, but there's a particular scene at the end that it, it looks weird and it looks almost like, like what the hell is this? But I, I kind of like it. It's sort of, it's sort of, not really nice. I think I know what yeah. you're talking about. But yeah. I also I also like um your mom's hot. Uh, tell me when yeah. she's getting a divorce because right. I'm interested. Yeah. <laughs> at least my at least my father doesn't beat me. He says yeah. back. Yeah, that was great. Fuck. Yes. Great stuff. Did you guys think that guy was gonna kill them in the barn when he came out yeah. with him? Yeah, he, he went full Jason on them. Yeah, and right? then the kid whack uh, has the axe, and you're like, and they never really go into that because you talk. He's trying to talk about bringing a gun to threaten the teacher with a gun at school to shut her right. up. And well, then they all do of a sudden, he's, they he's, do get into he's it. about to like hit him with that axe, and the, his buddy says, stop. And then they kind of say, would you have and done anything? And they, but never they, go do, with they do. They do get but back it's cool. to that, really. With his segment. With his, yeah, exactly. With his segment, you know? he's, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, um, that was that was great. The atmosphere of, of the kid with glasses, uh, the Sealy kid, was terrific. I thought the... 
the acting and performance of the the boy in the uh, of Thomas in the in that segment was awesome. And then when it gets to Victor's story, I felt like Victor could have been featured more. I felt like it was more of the mom and yeah. the stepdad when I wanted yeah. Victor more. True. How about the stepdad and the cast? Fucking that scene later on. Oh, dude, that was. There's some good quality scenes in this movie. There is. There is. Weird. It's a very unusual film. It is. It really is. It just it is, goes back I enjoy, and I enjoyed it a lot. I enjoyed it a lot. Yes, there were issues with it, but I was thoroughly entertained. I actually enjoyed it more a second time because I was looking at the things that kind of bothered me. I was like, all right, you know what? I think I could buy that. I can suspend disbelief. I mean, it's it's yeah. it's a movie. You know, I don't want to tear it apart. No, not at all. Not at all. Some little nitpicks, and of course, what the heck happens at the end, which I think. I got a total different interpretation than what you guys did. It's funny because you said it. you said it was so straightforward, and I thought the ending was super straightforward. But uh, no, I'm confused. We gotta get into it. Let, let, yeah, let's let's I, give I, our head ratings. Let's let's say our goodbyes. Let's go into it, and then after the credits, after the uh, the end, the quick ending song we have, we're gonna put the spoilers there today. Cool. So let's give our. I'm gonna tell you. Okay, it's a half head explosion for me. Yeah, I'm right there. Half head explosion. Make it three half-head explosions. There you go. So basically a recommend, you know? Oh, yeah, definite. Yeah, definite yeah. recommend. It, you it's on Shudder it. exclusively, I think. Right? Exclusively so, on Shudder right now. Yes. Yeah. Not without its issues, but like, like you said, there's a lot of a lot of entertainment value in, in this. And uh, good performances. Again, relatable characters. Absolutely. All right. Let's uh, let's get out. You guys have anything you want to say before before we bolt? Uh, you want to promote anything or anything like that? Be cool. No, guys. Again, thanks to everybody uh, for the Patreon. Uh, yes. And again, uh, feel free if you if you have money, <laughs> you want to give it to us. We'll, we'll take, take it. it. <laughs> <laughs> no, all joking aside, we appreciate everything, and uh, you know, if you can't, don't don't feel obligated to. But we we do appreciate it. And right. If you if, at the very least, give us a review on iTunes, a rating and a review. Yes. Thank you. Please do. Yes. And if you want to email us, explodingheadshorrorpodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to give us a call on the uh, voicemail, it's 702-625-2224. So, again, thank you all for listening. Don't forget more, to join the Facebook group. One more group. thing. Go ahead, homie. Uh, Cinema Attack Podcast, Episode 1, coming soon. We do have a Facebook group page I failed to mention earlier. Check out Cinema Attack. Join the group page. Join our group page if you're not already a member of that. Join 22 Shots group page. Join every group page. Yeah, join them. And, and, and check me out. If you didn't listen to the last Kill the Cast, it's going to be out by the time you hear this. You have to go back because if you give a shit about Davesy at all, there's a lot of crazy shit going on there. There's things I talk about on that show that I've never talked about on any show. Personal things, crazy. Wow, things. yeah, Jerry's good at that, man, huh? And is it? Oh, it was 100 percent. Because I wanted to follow up the way JP did to be 100% yeah. honest with all the questions. So I said, okay, I'll continue with that. And we we get a, a moment uh, about the relationship between uh, Jerry and Kenneth that that's never been shared, and it's good stuff. A, a good long show, revealing, entertaining. Are they, are I hope. They fucking. So check it out. I'm not telling I you. Figured, that. I figured as much. I figured they were. Fucking. <laughs> that's a hey, jizz beard, isn't it? You know. <laughs> <laughs> it's good stuff. So, guys, please promote us. Uh, like I said earlier, subscribe. Tell your friends. Get us out there. Help us to beat the blitz. We want to be number one. We want to continue to be number one. Give us some downloads. Spread the word. And help us out. Get on the Patreon if you so desire. We appreciate it. We appreciate everyone listening. So, we love you all. 
And we'll see you on episode 43. All we can say is that we know we're going to be reviewing pieces of talent for a Patreon pick. So we're going to do that and probably a new movie. That, that's what we're thinking now. But we'll be out of here. You guys got anything else? No, but just remember, spoiler spoilers for Among the Living coming right up after the theme music, which is kicking in right now. Okay. Spoilers. 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 Check it out. Check it out. Now you say it's easy, Brandon. No, I didn't say it was easy. I just it was pretty straightforward. I'm a little confused. I want to. I want to hear what you guys say. No, I I think it's straightforward too. But then you guys said, yeah, you guys said that um, the baby was in the in the basement. I here's what I thought. Opening scene. I didn't realize it was only two years later. Opening scene. Boom. The movie happens. Clarence is fucking dead. Dad's dead. Brother's on the fucking bench. Dad's not dead. Dad walks out of there. That was one Dad issue Carol? I had. One issue I had with it was that Victor never shot the father. He just oh, backed sorry. up. Oh, sorry. Yes. I, I apologize. Yeah, he, he's, he's going to, but he doesn't. And That's he backs dad up. on the bench. That's dad on the bench because you could see the scar matches up from the beginning. That's what I thought. Okay, I thought it was, thought it was brother. I thought it was yeah. a brother that we never saw older, and that's and that's why the tattoo was on the back of the head. No, he just I don't shaved remember. his head. Okay. He shaved his head, and he's eyeing the woman with the baby because he want, he's all about family. He's looking okay. to start a new family. Okay, then if it's dad on bench, then that – okay, I just thought it was brother, but that's fine. That makes total sense, and I just screwed it up and – that's oh, perfect. No, I, yeah. At first, at the first time I watched it, I was actually like, who is this? And then I saw I, the scar on the side sure. of the neck, well, and I'm like, they, that's the father. Why go through all it that? Looks like the why go all through that hassle of taking the baby out, only to have it in a fucking jar at the house? So I thought maybe they saved it, but I, I thought that would have been too fucking almost like difficult. No hospital, nothing. She stabbed herself, and the, I think the baby's dead. So it does make sense that it was in the jar, and that was dad at the end. Yeah, I definitely saw sense. the baby in the jar because, you know, the first no, time right. I watched it, I didn't I didn't notice that her stomach was so open. And the second time I watched it, I'm like, they took the baby out. Well, and that's why I thought they took the baby out and that would be him at the end. But you're right. The dad gets away and he's eyeing it. So, that, I mean, that gets yeah. away. And then he, he gives yeah. the same – because he gives the same uh, monologue again. Which and is what I thought was great. Yeah, it's I, a great I love the way and, then ended. He, and then he throws in among the living. Yeah. It's like the last line. And it's great. It's great. And it made sense. Like, because I'm thinking like, here's he's such a prick. He sent Clarence to kill them. Why didn't he kill him? And, you know, again, it's like, you know, Victor's a kid. He doesn't want to. It's over. He he killed the immediate threat, which was Clarence. And, and he just, you know, he's traumatized at this point. And he just wants to, to be done with this. And the father just sort of backs up and disappears because, you know, I guess he feels like there's no more threats. And See, the scene it, of... Uh, fuck. I, I took it so differently. I took it it was a brother, and that's why you say we, 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 because instead of Clarence, it was a brother, and that, that's how I viewed it, but it doesn't make any sense because if it's only two years later, that that kid, even though it would have been... A mutant. Not that tall. It would have been yeah. like the, the height of what Clarence would have been in the beginning of the movie. That tall. 
Yeah, there you go. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I don't understand still. I haven't really. I, so does the father have some, is the, is the father a mutant or does he have powers? Is, is that what's going on here? Talk about hereditary mutations and, and um, mental Is he from this world or is he not? Is he, he's is, from is he this world, but he's, human ev- he's a human being, but he's, he's a descendant. They talk about the heritage and how these mutations pass down. So he definitely has something wrong with him, but I don't think he's of the level of Clarence. I think the mutation grows and grows, obviously, as, as more breeding happens. Hmm. That's why. So, uh, that's why Beatrice, as I like, <laughs> that's her real name, at the yeah. beginning tries to kill everyone because she just wants to right. end this this bloodline at this point. Yeah, why are they living in squalor that way? If you because, have power, I just well, don't. I, you know, I don't know if it's necessarily power so much as he has. He's powerful. You saw. Yeah, what he's, he's capable yeah, yeah. Of. I mean, he's got power, <laughs> powers to an extent. You know, he, evidently he could sniff out people, and he's got superhuman strength. But right. Again, it wouldn't be something. It wouldn't be something where like he could dominate the world or use it to his advantage. You know, I mean, he's six years old and he's like seven feet tall. Why keep breeding then, just to hide and to live like a bum? That that, that yeah. doesn't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's you know, it's a valid question. But, <laughs> but, but the guy's all about family. He's like he loves Clarence and he wanted and he was gonna love his new baby too. That's why he took it. He's like, that's our son. And it ended so, up in a jar, and that was it. Like a that, that's what I'm saying. Thing. That's what I'm not. Why that's even have him take the baby? That's because what I'm she, going she with. She killed it. She, stu- she yeah. stuck herself in the stomach and killed the baby. She's like, I you know, know, like how so why do you do that? Take it. It's, it's it's his child. Would you take your child? Fucking, would you take it out of a no, fucking? No, uh, no, that's why I thought it lived, and I thought that was the brother at the end. But I'm wrong. And now I now I, I, I wouldn't mind if they did it like that, but. And that's nothing, why I'm saying though. we, why show that we, 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 we at the end. Why is he saying we when everybody's dead then? It's just him. But he's, he's right. mental. He's, he's but, sick. But I get, no, I get it. I think, Brandon, you're absolutely right. I like my idea better, but I think you're right. I do. I actually really like <laughs> your idea. I, I kind of wish it was. Maybe I'll go back and so, watch it again. Why is he shaving his head now and taking on that persona now where earlier on in the film and through the whole duration of the film, he was a regular guy, right, with hair and everything. Now all of a sudden he's wearing Clarence's clothes That's why I think and, it's and looking like Clarence. No, it's here's the thing. Weird. Here's the thing. It, it's the father, but he sort of became one with Clarence after Clarence died. The same way the scene I was talking about with Victor when he's visiting the grave of his friends has the glasses on and takes in a puff of the inhalers, like he's become one with his friends. It's almost yeah. about family and like connecting and, and and becoming almost like one. I think there's I something that. Oh, something like glasses? deeper and yeah, he was wearing uh, Dan Daniel's glasses. He wearing Daniel's glasses and took the puffer. I yeah, and it's right there. What yeah. is this fucking nightmare four? Holy fuck! <laughs> 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 An inhaler, I'll fucking ask. taking on the personas. What were is you, this? Were the beautiful scene that you were saying was a little weird? Was it the the fact that the two friends' gravestones were beside each other? Yeah, that yeah, yeah. That obviously. That's but a but for weird. a filmatic well, standpoint, it looked great. Yeah. But yeah, and, what, and the one kid was Jewish because that Jewish star on his grave, I think. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. What's his name? Had to be Jewish. That Seeley kid. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you could tell. That would totally be you if if, if they were fucking. It's you know, actually, you know what? It's funny. Moment. I was gonna take a picture of the three of them together. It totally reminded me of fucking moods, Jeremy and fucking JP. Those three. And J- Jeremy <laughs> is definitely the fucking little one with the glasses. <laughs> I was thinking it as I was watching the film. I was going to take a snapshot at one point. I'd like to say I wouldn't be the little one with the glasses, but I feel like I might be the little one with the glasses. 
Only in this case, you would have to be by default, I think. Just by default. You don't really resemble him. But I, I don't resemble him. Christian doesn't. Can I be Mila? Just like so <laughs> play with my own titty? <laughs> what about that shit, though, dude? Remember that when they showed it? We were joking about it earlier. We didn't talk about it when we got into it. And oh, we showed that Clarence is thing. Thing. It looked like he had a, a, a an Audi, like a big Audi clip, right? Isn't that what it looked yeah, like? Yeah, well, that, that's the whole thing. <laughs> Sexual deformities. He almost has, like... Like no general, he's almost like a eunuch. It's fucked up, dude. Yeah. Wow. So okay. that's why that's why Brandon rewatched it so many times. <laughs> My dad watched it with me the second time. He's like, "Why does the DVD start acting funny at this one scene where you see his <laughs> <laughs> like the old VHS? It's worn out in that one spot." Oh wait a minute! Has your dad seen The Hitcher? He has seen it. My dad loves The Hitcher. Fuck. Okay, see, it doesn't yeah. count. It's got to be an adult watching it for the first time. Okay, all right, forget it. I thought we had another <laughs> test on it. <laughs> so film. anyway, to sum it up, this guy has a mutant baby and probably has another mutant baby on the way. And then the wife can't take it. She kills herself, kills the baby. Dude takes off. They flee. He takes his baby with him. The baby grows at some uh, you know alarming rate and, and is strong and everything else. And the baby ends up just being put in a fucking jar, and we never have to hear about it again. And that's that. And then at the end, uh, Clarence, the surviving baby, is killed. And the guy's by himself, and he decides he's going to shave his head and put on his son's clothes, and he's going to go off and find a new family. That, that's what you get out of the film? <laughs> exactly. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. It's a family Fair enough, film. It's a... It's a... <laughs> It's it is about family. family. No, it, it, it is. Families. You're right. And You're I know right. Brandon is correct because they, but I just think the idea of having the brother at the end would have been a better way to end it. But he's right. He's right. It, yeah. It just the dad going through that transition. I think again, it's funny that you bring the hitcher up because we talked about how he kind of transforms his arc is he becomes a man at the end type thing. It's all about this interaction between them. And I think yeah, the dad transitions into his sort of his son Clarence and yeah. the uh, the boy transitions into like a combination of his three but his three friends. Yeah. Hmm. Did you I find the scene at the at the grave with the at at the stepfather's grave with the fireworks cheesy? He called for it. He said both fireworks at they my call grave. For, and yeah. the, the mom calls it out. So I thought I didn't think it was. I thought they did it well. True. She's like she sits she him did. like oh well here we go and then she she fires it off and I thought okay see, great. I kind of see, I kind of almost would have liked it if the if. I don't know if the movie had been more of that. It just it felt very disjointed. It did. You're it right. I, no, I don't want to say disjointed. It could have been. Is it could have been gory, but it felt it felt yeah. like I was watching like like almost like five different shorts. Well, when you have know. a movie, when you have a movie that slices off the face, the lower yeah. jaw of a character at the end, yeah. and the opening that it has, it is a little yeah. weird that right. the stalking sequences are fairly goreless. Like yeah. the kid, the the the, the Jewish kid gets, and you're and you're right. It's, it's because it's because it's kids. kids. Yeah, yeah. That's the only reason why they they, they don't they, they kill the kids, but you don't see it. You just see the light come on, and the kids turn, and you know it's impending doom. Thomas and you find is, out. That's I'll tell you what. I didn't know they were dead till the end. I didn't officially know the kids were dead. Yeah, till the end no, I thought the they were taken off. at first. I thought they were taken. Right. We don't know until you see the graves. So I mean. Mm. At least they killed kids. I'm, Especially I'm given the, the scene but, with Thomas. I thought the, the his father beating him was a fucking brutal scene. I, I mean, I love the scene. He's holding the gun to his head. I'm like, just fucking pull the trigger. And then uh, right. 
and he beats him senseless. And then when he's staring at, at Clarence, that look in his eye, I'm like, wow, this is this is deep. Something's gonna happen. But yeah. but I was uh, but it didn't it didn't ultimately go that way. But it was cool. It, it was. It was good. And the soundtrack was cool. It had those creepy strings that I like. Those mm-hmm. you know string soundtrack. I, I, I enjoyed it. I'm, I'm you know we all you know talked about half head explosion. We're probably going to be in the same range in terms of number grades. So. All right. Well, my number is seven. Seven out of ten. Okay, I'll I'll go second. I'm seven and a half. And I'm the same. I was seven and a half as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really it was really enjoyable. Uh, it's funny that like, I think it's because to be totally honest, I had to watch this. I watched this last night because I'm like, here we go. I started it two weeks ago, and I watched the fir- oh. the opening scene, and I'm like, oh, fuck, shit. I gotta I gotta watch this closer <laughs> to when we're gonna record. Yeah. So then I I rewatched it oh. last night, and then I tried to watch it fast today, but I, like just the beginning part again, and I I stopped. So I, I kind of watched it one and a half times as I was saying to Brandon earlier, but uh, I do want to watch it again, and I I think that's the reason why if I see that baby in there and whatever, it just it's got to be the dad at the end, but it just didn't look like him. And I don't know what the semblance of having the tattoo at the back was. Because he would have had to get that. What, what was yeah, it? was a cross, I thought, wasn't it? But he would have had to get that done after he shaved his head. Or he could have or, had it from years ago. True, I guess, true enough. He could have because had it from years ago. the whole idea is he was a soldier. He's the one who evidently, where it all started from. Is that like yeah, a jarhead tattoo? Something. Maybe it's a jarhead style tattoo or something huh? like that. I, I mean, Yeah. I, my guess is he was military and he's either he was probably a descendant of or the person who was experimented on one of them. See, I knew that meant something, but I couldn't tell what when the guy when they were watching the news in the beginning, they were talking about those things. The first time I was like, OK, that, that might be for a reason. The second time I was like, this has to be for a reason that they're showing with, you know, because it's subtitles. You hear every word they're saying. Yeah. Like, and I was pausing. Right. It means stuff. something. Going back. Pausing. But I, Stuff. I couldn't figure it out though, you know. And I was like, I, I know you can, you can, you can tie that into almost any horror movie. I think you know that, or it's something that's not a human, a hundred percent being involved. You know what the thing reminded me of? The Evil Within. And I, Christian, I know you didn't see it. Brandon, you saw. It. Remember, yeah. Michael Berryman played that role. That's yeah. what it looked like when it was old. That's what it kept reminding me. Of. Yeah, like, very, like very like, 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 like albino, like a giant, yeah. like a, like a giant powder. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and I'm not knocking. Like I said, Make we gave it a decent grade. Nice. You guys think that this is the year 2017 is the year of the overhype? Well, was this film overhyped? It's, I think a lot of films are overhyped. Does this film technically one, count as 2017? Because I, I've heard people reviewing this for the last couple of years. Well, but officially got it released in Different 2017. Here, 2014 okay. is the year of its. Production and release, but 2017 is the official release year. Yeah. Think about all the hyped movies that have that we that have come around this year that we've heard things about, and how many of them? Like I for me, for this, well, I was gonna say for this one, I've I've I generally heard mixed reviews, I, and most people have said of the first three features from these guys that this was their least favorite because they had issues with with some of the things that we pointed out and talked about. But I've heard I nothing think, except it's. Inside people. That's all I, I am because of it being from the people that did inside and it being this like hidden gem, so to speak, not hidden gem, but you know, we couldn't get our hands on it for a couple of years. It was kind of hyped up, you know, and everything this year has kind of been hyped up and 
Get Out really didn't have the hype until it dropped, so I'm not even counting Get Out. The only movie that was really hyped that 100% delivered, and not even for everybody, but for us, I would say, is Devil's Candy. And I would say the same thing for me for Raw, but you guys were kind of let down a little bit by Raw. But yeah, I was like I was definitely let down by the hype of Raw, and I thought the hype I thought the hype of Get Out is warranted. Yes, but the, it, Get Out wasn't hyped. I don't think until it dropped. Exactly. I mean, we knew about it, and we knew it was Peel. So they, yeah, we, they we were talking about. They're like, oh, the, you know, this movie coming from from Jordan Peel, you know. But there was no like buzz like an uh, independent movie buzz and like festival circuit buzz for it you know what i mean yeah. so a lot of it's jason sure. lloyd's fault because he's been talking about devil's candy for like 15 years <laughs> and but it and he was up. right though. It oh, paid he off. Was, oh he was spot on but spot a on. lot of movies this year doesn't it seem that way like a lot of things are overhyped i don't know maybe it's just me it's just i don't know well i feel like i feel like you of all of us I'm coming in. Have been coming in really high on a lot of films. I'm excited to check to check out. I have a list. I mean, I got to get back to 2017 watches now that 86 is over and yeah, get back too, to man. slashers. In slashers in 2017, all the way. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, anyway. Yeah, I, I'm interested. I'm gonna check this out again. I, I, it's a good movie. I, I, it might even be great. Who knows? Maybe it will pop up on a on a list at the end of the year. I, as of right now, it's a seven and a half out of ten. Yep. Yeah. Seven and a half for me. I'm yeah. just glad it counts as a 2017. I could add one to the list. Right, right. Attaboy. It's the only one since last show. I looked at my list. I'm like, I'm doing triple R's. I'm like, this is really the only 2017 movie I've watched since the fucking last time we recorded. It's been over three weeks. I'm like, holy shit. It was 86, and then as soon as that ended, slashers. And that's fucking... It's weird. Oh, check it out, guys. Let me just say this one thing before we go. Ever since I started watching the 86 movies and the slashers, I haven't had a desire to watch modern movies i'm so i almost watched one the other day and i I watched like five minutes of it i said you know what i don't feel like watching a 2017 movie and i went back and i watched an old slasher i just (laughs) because i've been watching so many i'm reliving it and i'm like man the 80s were the fucking best i'm right right there with you yeah it's weird and i've been i've been gung-ho about 2017 the whole time yeah all of a sudden i'm pulling back i'm like I know it's going to come back. I know I'm going to get Oh, yeah, movie. yeah. We'll get back into but, it. But I did the same thing. I right went now, back. I was like, I'm going to watch the Chrome yeah. Skull films again. I watched House on Sorority Row after hearing Christian talk about it. And again, I, I wasn't as high on that as I thought I was. Yeah, see, I, and I, I was high, too. And I thought I was disappointed the last time. I gave it, I think, a seven this time. I think you came in a little lower. I think you were like a six, six or six and a half. Six and a half. Or, yeah, I think it was six or I, six and a half. I gave yeah. it a seven, but to me, House on Sorority Row, I, I just assumed I was going to save it for closer to the showtime for episode 50 because I'm saying to myself in my head, oh, this was like a, a nine, nine and a half out of ten. This is like a, a great selection. I'm like, well, it's, it's Did you entertaining. Find the ending, didn't you find the ending a little rushed and weird and they yeah, don't really just, explain like, it? Like what? This is how it ended? I'm, yeah. I was kind of pissed. I was like, they were I going for the, the Black ending. Christmas ending, but it pisses me off in this and not in Black Christmas. Oh, my gosh. I, I can't wait for that show because I think we're going to be – I have no idea what to expect out of you guys. and probably no idea I have, I have no idea what to expect it, out of you guys. I have no idea what to expect out of myself. I'm so confused with uh, – with what I'm loving and what I'm not. I don't think it's my top something. 10 is going to be too surprising, but... No, not the top. But no, like, I think we'll all see similar films. Top, in the top 20 10. are going to be similar, in a way. Maybe the order but, will be a little bit different, because, I, I, again, I don't know how I'm going to do it if I'm necessarily going to put my highest-rated film at number one, because my highest-rated film isn't necessarily my favorite slasher. But I recognize that, that there are certain slashes that are near-perfect, but there's some slashes I like watching more. 
Yeah. It's your list, man. Ultimately. Exactly. So it's like, yeah, ex- exactly. And that's why it's going to be almost like how we did the 86 show, where you might see, see a, a, a diff- different order. JP confuses me and you confuse me. <laughs> to me, it's just, it really, it's so fucking simple to me that th- it's like me, if I was c- going to do a list of, you know, top 100 albums, look at it this way. I respect somebody like Celine Dion, but I would never put one of her albums on the top 100. I don't care if technically she's great and te- it's not my kind of music. It's not my kind of thing. So I can't put fucking Celine Dion on my top hundred just because critics around the world fucking rave about her. To me, she's fine, but it doesn't, that, that's what I'm saying. So I, I do the same thing with movies just because somebody says a movie is fucking well-made or it's respected. Doesn't mean that it has to go on your list just because you think that technically Critics around the world fucking put it. Oh high. no, no! I, I don't, That's my but, confusion with you guys. No, with it. me, it's 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 making the list because I still enjoy it. To me, it's maybe a little overhyped. Yeah, but and, like The Exorcist, you're not a huge fan of The Exorcist. I'm not a huge so fan. Why of the would you put it in your top five? It would make no sense to me. It wouldn't be in my top five, but I still give The Exorcist an eight, eight and a half. I just don't think it's a ten out of ten. Like okay, everyone. so it would be in your twenties somewhere. So yeah, that's what makes sense. yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. I'm not JP. Sometimes comes off at like. Well, I personally think the movie's a 5 out of 10, just an average film that I don't enjoy, but I see it as a technically well-made 9 out of 10 film. I can't I can't do that. I don't get that. Like, like fucking Beethoven might have put out something amazing, but I'm not going to put fucking Beethoven's fifth in my fucking top 10 favorite albums. I like the first terrible. four Beethoven oh. films. <laughs> I like the first four Beethoven films. Beethoven's fifth wasn't bad. The St. Bernard was great in that one. What's Brown and sits on a piano? Beethoven's last <laughs> movement. <laughs> Good night, everybody.